Ay, 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 ay. I'm not sure what they're doing over there at the federal. Well, she's the head of the Treasury, right? She, she used to be head of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, for a while. And now she's the Treasury Secretary under uh, Biden. I think it's like, what is it? How many is it in the cabinet? If you count the one under him or under like the head position, like the assistant one is like 37 or something like that. I think at least 20 of those are Jewish. <laughs> it's like massive overrepresentation. It's crazy. Anyway, good to be back with you guys. Hope you're having a wonderful Friday so far. If you're new, I'm Henrik. Check out RedEyes.tv uh, and RedEyesMembers.com. We stream out to uh, Rumble, Odyssey, Whilst we've got Twitter, you can actually watch us on our burner YouTube account, Red Ice TV Returns, if you want to watch over there. Uh, and we have a uh, great guest host with us today. Lana couldn't join us, but we're happy to have uh, Adam Green back on the show. No more news. How are you doing, Adam? I'm doing great, Henrik. Thanks for having me back on. It's good to be here. There's a lot of... Uh entertaining and interesting news stories to go over so i'm looking forward to it absolutely you bet uh and let me know guys if you can hear we had a little bit of an audio issue here that's what we're late to but hopefully everything is uh squared away let me know if you can't hear uh, adam good and we'll try to fix that out here throughout the stream uh if you want to join us today super chats stream.live slash red eyes tv we are keeping an eye on odyssey and rumble as well throughout the show here today uh if you want to join in we'll uh, read those uh, on the air um now we could man as you said there's like there's a million places we can start i i did want to cover because you've you've been uh, you know keeping up with this essentially how they're looking at trump as kind of like the savior theme uh you know he's he, he is literally in a way kind of being resurrected because of this arrest and stuff so that's a topic we want to definitely kind of address a little bit later uh and we do have some other we do have some other choice bits as well we'll see if we get to some of the uh the drama it's always fun but uh did you see i, I wanted to begin here you know about all the bu- bug pushing, right? They've been pushing real goddamn hard to get everybody to at least break down the taboo kind of around bugs, right? And there's some that go further, like that crazy Swedish scientist that try to figure out what's the taboo around eating human meat? Like, what do we, it's, you know, it's protein, it's perfectly normal, right? But uh, anyway, the bug thing, uh, NPR had a piece, coincidentally, NPR, I think, was just listed as state sponsored media on twitter i believe there's some there were some funny kind of restructurings happening there uh which is kind of fun to see but um anyway they say from 4chan to international politics a bug eating conspiracy theory goes mainstream and we i can't remember how many like clips we've shown people we did one on just telegram the other day same post it was just like news show after news show after these you know local news tv segments there's people at the world bank talking about eating bugs and all that kind of stuff and ironically, then in this article, they go, you know, they try to tackle this here. No, thank you. Uh, they try to tackle some of this. But then they mention all of a sudden, right, the uh, indigenous, right? They're, they're basically, it used to be okay in their cultures. Uh, and therefore, let me see if I can type that in and find that here. Uh, yeah, Europeans. Let me see here if I can find that real quick. It was a fun... Uh, 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 here we go here. When, when first, there it is. When Europeans first sailed to what now is the Americas... They encountered indigenous people who included insects in their diet and reacted with revulsion. <laughs> right? There was as much of an idea that you are uh, what you eat back then, and so Europeans felt they needed European food, says Lesnik. And as we know, uh, the noble savage myth is basically always that Europeans are always evil, no matter where they come, whatever they bring. And so it's kind of self-implied, I'd say, that if you are an indigenous person and you eat bugs, you're the good person. And so if you want to be a good person, you should also start <laughs> start eating bugs. Oh my God. What do you make of this, uh, Adam? Well, every time I hear like 
eat the bugs, get in the pot, I always think of red ice immediately. Anytime <laughs> I think of eating bugs, for some reason, I think of you guys. You <laughs> I don't guys know if that's good or bad, lot. but it is. You showed a lot of stuff about it. it it's it's kind of where I've, I've learned about it some. And uh, I remember watching a prepper show on TV where it was like that was his food source was he was like reproducing really quick with bugs. And uh, I honestly, though, I'd rather eat bugs than 3D printed Bill Gates, Israeli uh, yeah. like, soy meat. I kind of put it in the same bracket, to be honest. It's just <laughs> a little it, bit filth. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's yeah. stuff we're not meant to eat. Yeah, I mean, you know, it could have good amino acids and protein and they could spice it up just right. You know, even like beef without any spices isn't very good itself. But uh, I like crab i like lobster that's kind of bugs of the ocean right yeah i um, I've, I've grown up on seafood so yeah <laughs> and and are like you normalizing bug eating for us here now adam are you, yeah are I'm, you I'm, covering a bug, for I'm a bug still. i'm a bug agent <laughs> the bet and also like you know trying diverse cuisines food is the best part of diversity as everybody knows of course uh so uh, I like to try different stuff. I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's, you know, I, I would have maybe tried it if they spice it up nice. You never nice. know. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we'll get a buggy. But it is a folks. conspiracy. It's not a, it, it's not a theory. It's just an actual conspiracy. Yes, exactly. They no, do want it. I, definitely. I mean, uh, we played one segment where they're, because I think, I, I mean, I genuinely think they'll start out phasing meat and things like that slowly. If, we, if you don't know, you know, local farmers and barring that there's some kind of like crackdown on literally everybody uh, that has, you know, their own cattle or cows or stock or, you know, hogs or whatever. But barring that, you can, of course, I think you'll be able to get meat for some for some time. But I'm waiting for that. Like, here's some new kind of, uh, uh, you know, ground up protein. And it's like 75 percent beef. And then it's, you know, 25 uh, some kind of bug protein or something. And you'll see that mix slowly and slowly but surely you'll just have a 50-50 like at some point and then it's, you know, 75-25 in the other direction or something. It's a good point. You could be right because, you know, they say cows is like uh, so bad for the climate and stuff. There's like cowspiracy movie, right? And they always used to say that beef was so bad for you. But I mean, I've never tried bugs besides ocean bugs. So it's like if you put a really nice steak in front of me and then some the best bug dish ever, I, I don't know. I probably would go with the steak if I had to guess. <laughs> I will say this, though, the the so-called the bug, the oceans of the or the the bug uh, <laughs> of yeah, the I like ocean. oysters, too. I like I like weird food. Oh, that's so. fine. But the, I yeah. mean, that's a distinctly different type of like protein. I mean, that's like there's still like muscle. It's still like, you know, what I mean, in the bugs on land, mm -hmm. it's just like, yeah, shitans or what is, what is it called? I, I'm not saying that that's bad. There's been back and forth on that or whatever. That's in mushrooms, too, apparently, or sponge, uh, you know, yeah, different mushrooms. But so so there were no bugs in the Viking diet because that's what I'm on. I'm, I'm on the Viking <laughs> diet. <laughs> not that I have never heard of that, yeah. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe maybe the occasional beetle snuck in there or a spider or something. But uh, no <clears throat> fish, meat, uh, these kinds of things as far as uh, no, but they call berries, it a conspiracy, nuts. even though they're promoting it everywhere. Well, exactly. That's a, that, and that's the point where I bring it up. That it's, it's it's always this like whitewashing. They got a cover for it in some way, right? We have that story of the Cash App uh, uh, founder that was stabbed to death in uh, San Francisco. Later, same thing. Immediately, this is covered. Well, you know, crime statistics is not really that bad. You know, they and they always have to cover for it in some kind of way. Um, here, let me let me. Play, we don't have to play the audio from it, but I wanted to show you this regarding the cows there that they're doing these bags now let me see let me skip forward i didn't i didn't mean to cover this but here we go check this out 
<clears throat> this is in a cow stomach here. Uh, this, but this is bad, right, for you. So they're now hooking up these plastic bags straight out of the one of the stomachs of the cows uh, where they traps the methane. This is like a backpack that it has on its back as it walks around. And then they burn that. And I think you burn the methane. I think I could be wrong on this. Uh, science nerds out there, but I think it's like carbon dioxide and water vapor, something like that. That's the, uh, you know, kind of uh, output of that. But, but check this out. Uh, <laughs> you can see the methane bags filling up. And so they're arguing the global war. There you go. Check that out. That's the scene I want to show. They're arguing that there's so many cows today and it's going to get warmer. So we have to trap all the methane. And this is so ridiculous that I think people will eventually be like, we, we probably just should have less cows in the world. So let's do it. I don't think I'm not sure what you stand on that, where you stand on that, but I just don't think it's of concern at all. I think we're heading into a colder period. If human even if humans even had something to do with contributing to a warmer climate, it would be minimal. Uh, but even so, I think we're heading into like a, a colder period, like a monitor uh, minimum, you know, like a, a mini ice age. We need that. We need as much uh, uh, greenhouse gases as we can get. That's my point. Well, I haven't uh, you know looked into that too much, but I've been seeing a lot of videos recently of like them stabbing the cows in their bellies and then releasing the air because there's too much pressure. Are and are they harvesting the methane gas to like reuse it for something like recycle it in some way? Because that's I don't think either they burn it or they are. No, what was it they said? I'm confused. They had this other device to over the mouth that uh, that captures the the burps from the cows. All these crazy things, right? But uh, yeah. one of them, I think they were like, no, we're going to bury it, essentially. And I could confuse those two. It might have been the method that it breathes out or burps out that it uh, uh, they captured like that. Uh, but either they burn it or they like they make it into like a, so- a solid, however that works, and then they bury it, kind of like they do with the, the trapped uh, carbon projects that they're running. What if I told you that killing all of our cows and taking away our cows is part of their end times prophecies? <clears throat> yep, I, I'm saying I agree. That's you're you're about right. <laughs> Do you have to- well? No, there is a verse about when they destroy Amalek, also kill their livestock because they're ah, okay. even keeping their livestock with their evil. The evil Amalek would be on it. Huh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. I I don't doubt it. I, I think the, the whole reshuffling that we're seeing is, uh, if if not directly of religious nature, it's of a cultish nature. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, I was saying that joking in case. I was joking. I mean, that is a real verse, but I'm okay. not, I don't really, I, that was the first time I've ever thought of it, actually. I'll say we just so. made something click. Uh, I like that. Uh, they're going for the cows. It's not an accident. Let me put it that way. It's definitely not. It's not just happen chance that they're like, we're going to try to save you. That's always the excuse. Speaking of uh, uh, catastrophes, here was another one, too. I saw you tweeted this one out. So uh, Fauci, uh, this is from like, what's this, April 3rd of uh, this year, talking a little bit about uh, another little pandemic here on the way. Check this out. So if we really want to prevent the next pandemic, and there will be one, there will absolutely be an outbreak of another pandemic. It may be next year or it may be in your grandparent, your grandchildren and your great grandchildren's lifetime. We don't know. <laughs> Always with this guy. He pre- he predicted last time, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He said in the next few years that he knew apparently a few years ago that there would be a big uh, a big pandemic. And of course, this is end times prophecies too. If you want to, if people believe that that there times the signs will be plagues and famines and mm-hmm. wars and signs of war. But uh, again, just just a joke there. But 
I, I'm predicting much more pandemics and plagues. I think that was just the first one, and there'll be more. I think they realized how much they could move the needle by using that and how, just how many people complied. I mean, even I, I'm sure you knew some, maybe someone in your life that's like kind of good. They, they're, they're aware of some of the tricks that's being played, but they just totally folded on the pandemic stuff and they just ran to get the vax as soon as it was out. Yeah, it's... I'm still seeing people. I saw a couple just this morning walking down the street, nobody around but cars driving, and they both were wearing masks outdoors. It's oh my god, I love that alone insane. in the car with the mask. That's in the car by yourself. <laughs> Imagine still doing that. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, no, they're gonna wheel something out at some point. I think, um, I think they're gonna do something that actually starts killing people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like for real, like being re- yeah. literally. I mean, they're engineering shit all Worst the time. Wave worst waves of things right? yeah yeah exactly oh man that guy should be in uh, prison speaking of arrests um let's do this let's cover some other uh see uh, uh what do we have over here we have uh, chalky milk hello henrik executive producer tm checking in wishing you a cozy weekend that's right oh i forgot to mention it. thank you uh chalky good to see you uh it's of course uh um easter right Posk, as we say in sweden um ostara celebration here over the weekend uh, which which is usually fun, uh, you know, for the kids. We are uh, planning some things over the weekend here too. Uh, so hope you guys have a good uh, Easter weekend. Uh, we'll talk more about the Easter theme a little bit later here once we get to Trump, I guess. But uh, speaking of some of the censorship, um, we have to we have to talk about this here now. So the ADL, <laughs> there's always some new things. Poor ADL, you always think like, oh my God, you know, they haven't they shut down everybody and everything that they really want to deal with? No. no. Poor Jonathan and these people over at the ADL. There's always some new threat with the, uh, a bunch of hate on it that pops up. Here, Here's Substack. I say here on uh, Twitter, extremists and conspiracy theorists are profiting from spreading hate speech and false information on Substack, a popular subscription-based platform for independent writers. Our Center on Extremism explores this harmful content and more in a new blog. There we go. It's always something new, isn't there? And coincidentally, Twitter started after, I don't know if they've released this yet, but they started limiting uh, any tweet that contains a Substack link of any kind to any Substack. You can't like it, retweet it, or I think even uh, reply or comment to it. Do you see that? I did. I heard about that this morning. I know. I, I I disagree with it, but I hope it's not because of the ADL. It's not a good sign if he's caving to the ADL. They're like, uh-oh, the new site providing free speech for people to criticize us or say things that is uh, we consider hate. It's soon as there's something that's like slightly popular that, that pops up, they're like, oh, that's it. We got to shut it down, you know? Um, I saw some of the people on there who who I think are disinfo making uh, some of the people on there were making like 40,000 a month and stuff. I had no idea. I need to get on Substack. <laughs> there you go. Get on Substack. Uh, yeah, I think you can. I think you can upload videos and stuff like that too there. I could be wrong on that, but I think I saw something about that. But uh, no, but, but you know, the point is, and this is the other theme here we have a little bit today, like the mal-information info- stuff, right? That, they, that if there is a protection by the free speech, it, it's your right to be wrong, even if you know that right. you're wrong or not. You know what I mean? That's the very foundation of it. If you have, as soon as you step in and say, well, this is, the, you know, 
first of all, you can't understand what's in someone's mind truly, right? Like, we, well, we know that you're motivated by, you know, whatever, hate, or uh, you're intentionally trying to create chaos by knowingly publishing false information, or as I say now then, with malinformation, which is basically, well, it, the information is true, but you're doing it for subversive purposes to try to, un like, how, how do you quantify that? You know what I mean? Of what's in your heart when you pub publish something. But that's where they're going with this shit now. Their number one trick to try to dismiss uh, other people's speech is to claim that it's it's motivated by hate. And this is this I did several videos on this recently. I think it's like the, called the truth about anti-Semitism. In Judaism, they believe that anti-Semitism comes from Esau. It's the evil twin of Jacob, and it's likened to Christianity and and Rome and European countries. As, as you've probably seen the videos. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they believe that Esau, it's a law of nature that Esau hates Jacob. So they believe that, like, uh, that we're born hating them for no reason. It's just like a law of nature. We're God's divine punishment. So they use this to claim it's almost like crying out in pain as they strike you there. Yeah. Projecting, saying everything we say comes from a hateful place so that they're able to dismiss it and, like, you know, wage war against us because we're born hating them. Now, this might be a bad analogy here, but like <clears throat> kind of how some people use different terms, you know, for the same thing. Some people say and at the N-word, some people say jogger. There's other terms. What's the Amalek, Esau, Edom? Esau. Is, is, is it all the same thing, but just different words for the same thing? Uh, they're slightly different, but they're often conflated Esau and Amalek. The related Amalek is the grandson of Esau, supposedly. And these are just all mythologies, not historical people, that they use to have a, almost a blood libel on non-Jews. That It's a blood libel to think that everybody hates you for no reason. And that's like the, 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 the uh, rabbinical perspective, that it's always for no reason. It's just like our, in our nature to hate them. Right. It's part of God's plan. They're chosen to be hated in a way is, is how they view it. And they're still pushing that today real hard with like the, you know, Europeans mm -hmm. have anti-Semitism the, in their blood. It's like occasionally mm -hmm. this irrational hatred just bubbles up to the surface for no reason. And it's just like kind of, it's just part, it's like genetically or, or, or like their, what's the other term I'm looking for? Like their collective psychology just kind of contains this, like a metaphysical spiritual thing or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The the tweet I just uh, retweeted last night was some reform rabbi saying that like all Christians are anti-Semitic and, and just as all white people are racist. And this is coming from people that think they're chosen by God to, to be a light into the nations and the nation of priests and to teach us morals and have us all worship their God. There it is. There it is, right? Yeah. Rabbi Bogard. Hot take, anti-Semitism is no more separable from Christianity <clears throat> than racism is from whiteness. Coming from somebody <laughs> that thinks that they're chosen and above the nations, as it says in the Old Testament. That's chutzpah, man. Oh, my God. Let me play this. I didn't mean to do this, but this it's fine. It's just a laid-back show here today. Uh, let me play this, and you've played this a number of times. I don't think it's your watermark over it, but I just came across it on VK yesterday again, and I saved down a version of it. Uh, here's the, there's, there's Amalek now, but I think it, uh, actually, the clip might mention Esau as well. Uh, listen to this, folks. And also in negative commandment 59, that there's a mitzvah and a command to wipe out from among all the descendants of Esau, descendants of Amalek, male and female, young and old. What is Amalek? Says Hasidus, Amalek represents the concept of doubt. 
They put a doubt into everything that you want to do. That is why they're so evil. That is Amalek. And that is why Amalek is so terrible. And it has to be totally uprooted. Therefore, God tells us we should erase their memory. And we should eradicate them from the face of the earth. So when a Jew enters into Eretz, into the land of Israel, what should he do? The first thing, appoint a king. Step two, destroy Amalek. Who is Amalek? Amalek comes from Esav. Esav was a brother to Jacob. Esav, who in modern day terms is really basically, uh, you know, uh, certainly one of them is, is, is America. Esav became Edoim, which is a nation. Edoim became Rome. Instead of it being Rome, it became Christianity. Christianity, of course, ultimately became Western, Western civilization. civilization. So, Asia <laughs> today is really Western civilization. But the new Rome, the United States, but the new Rome. Asaf is Europe, the United States. The throne of God is incomplete until we destroy Amalek. Any nation that has that religion can be considered Asaf. The audacity, the chutzpah to destroy Amalek and to cut off the offsprings of the nation of Amalek. And the Safri goes on to say, how do, how do we do this today? There you go. Yeah, that summarizes it right there. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't intend to play that, but <laughs> this seems kind of like a little bigger problem than like Substack. You, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you have religious leaders here calling for the extermination. I was like, and again, they make the links. You know what I mean? And they come up with, you know, or they don't come up with these are, you know, supposedly terms that go back quite a bit, but still. These are concepts that they come up with to explain a, a, an ethnic group, a racial group, or at least a, a group of you know different ethnicities, Europeans. Uh, and I don't see much pushback against any of this uh, shit. Adam. I've got a 10-minute video with some of those similar clips, but on the same topic. It's just about to pass 50,000 views. It's pinned at the top of my Twitter right now. And uh, I'm shocked that more people aren't spreading the message about this. It's it's like such an open, blatant attack on, on all of us. It's yeah. like genocidal, supremacist insanity, and they're able to get away with it. Th their only comeback is, oh, that's just fringe rabbis, which it's not. This is the doctrine of Chabad Lubavitch, and it's, it's like orthodox view of tons of rabbis all over the Internet. And they just speak in a little bit of code, and they can openly like plot these things, basically. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so no, the ADL, to cover for all that shit, they instead go after Substack and say, here's more of these extremists there. And yeah, here's a story I was looking for. Twitter appears to be going to war with Substack. Substack writers cannot embed tweets in their posts. Twitter users cannot retweet or like tweets with Substack links. So it is curious, you know, with everything with uh, Elon and all the free speech issues with, you know, Twitter and stuff. Now, look, I don't know if this is the reason, but isn't it very coincidental that they literally drop this as a command and say, you better go after Substack and immediately Twitter complies. And now basically you're disincentivized from sharing Substack links. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> people are saying that like substack was gonna like implement some new features that would be in, com in competition with twitter so maybe that's why he was doing hmm. it but i think we need an explanation yes. on what this is about yeah what the fuck go on yeah and and <clears throat> stop saying that bit shoot you know is that still am or whatever yeah that's yeah that's still, still the that. fucking thing with it yeah yeah <laughs> uh this is from uh, like a year ago a little bit more actually ap news extremists exploit a loophole in social moderation 
podcasts. See, there's always some new there's always some new area where they haven't you know shut it down yet and pushing for it. <laughs> the Goyim created a loophole. They think they can talk <laughs> into microphones and put it on the internet. That's for, right, and people can listen. All these things on podcasts? What the hell? You know what's going on? Uh, a loophole <laughs> talking. Oh, come on, dude. these they have no shame. No, no. Uh, it is pretty silly. Cable guy over on says, uh, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Appreciate you as well. Uh, Hexa got podcast. Uh, I don't like the religious infighting with the pro-white movement. It only causes more division among an already divided people. If we uh, if we are to survive, uh, white genocide, we have to have a total white solidarity. Thank you. I appreciate that. I uh, I agree. All right. So. Now let's go to this one here because we got to actually Sven, Sven Longshanks over in the UK. Let's let's talk about that one first. This is a, is a great one. Speaking of podcasts, right? Because they just had that uh, that piece going after the loopholes in podcasts. So here's a so-called racist podcaster. Now he he goes by Sven uh, Longshanks. I've been in communication with him. He's a, he's a great guy, and I didn't even know it at the time when it was happening, and I kind of feel bad about that. Uh, I, I'd love to have him on to talk about it. And look, BBC. I haven't listened to all this podcast and stuff like that, right? They might exaggerate the language that is being used, or maybe that is really the language being used. But again, as I said before, Adam, n none of that is is nor here or there, right? The very aspect of like for, whether it's the First Amendment in the U.S. or in the U.K., like many other Western nations, they have a proud tradition of you know f what they call you know in a way freedom of the press or uh, protected uh, rights to speak. That is for the speech that is unpopular. There's no reason to come in and legislate and say we're going to protect the things that everyone you know already talks about and whatever you know what i mean so it's like just because the politicians and these activists in, in the establishment uh, are going after their ideological and political in some cases enemies they're putting people like this in jail that are pointing out uh, some of the obvious anti-white things that are happening to us now as i said this is in the uk right uh, he's not being uh, we don't know how long he's gonna get to uh be in jail, but he was found guilty, right? He had uh, Radio Albion, that's what it's, uh, uh, his, uh, his website was known as, right? Uh, James Alchurch of Pembrokeshire denied 15 counts of distributing a recording stirring up racial hatred. And I think it's just important to put that in perspective with all the just insane anti-white uh, uh, activism that we see out there. The language of, of calling for literally, like, whether it's hiding behind whiteness, right? Extermination of whiteness, some of them say occasionally to try to kind of get out of it or whatnot. But essentially, it's it's all the same thing. You can't have whiteness without white people. Many of these activists have said that. So if you call for the extermination of whiteness, you mean white people. Kind of in the same way, do you saw that recently with the transgenderism comments, right? By um, uh, not Matt Wallace, the other guy there at Daily, Daily Wire. Um, he said, you know, we got to we got to eliminate, I think his terms was transgenderism, erratic. erratic. Yeah, something like that. And all, you know, the slew of the left wing media came out and said, my God, he's calling for a genocide, you know, kind of yeah. thing. But they don't do that when they call out the end of or extermination of whiteness, for example. Then all of a sudden, no, no, that's fine. There's no equivalency. Uh, transgenderism is transgender people, but whiteness is not white people. See how that works? <laughs> Are they getting out of it? Absolutely. And. I'm not familiar with with this guy. I've never heard his podcast, or I'm not sure any of the things he said. But a term like inciting, what was it? What is he charged of? It's so it's illegal all over Europe. I know a guy in France got uh, thrown in prison also for the the 
the law is inciting racial hatred. Yeah. Stirring up racial hatred. Like you could people online would try to make that case against me for just saying like, oh, these rabbis, you know, look at what this rabbi says. They'll say, oh, you're stirring up hatred. You're blaming all Jews. No, yeah. no, I'm not. Yes, you are. And it's coming from hate. Boom. You're in jail. They want to bring that here, too. Yeah, they got it all over Europe. And that's what they want here. Essentially blasphemy laws. And it's only going to apl be applied one way towards uh uh the chosen people mostly would be the protected oh, yeah. class and then but towards hatred towards white people as you know everybody knows is trendy and, and completely acceptable and and you don't get canceled for it at all not at all yeah they can talk about eradicating us and we're all evil and kill it and, yeah, yeah we deserve uh revenge on us and stuff they can say all that kind of stuff and they'll never get arrested so it's like you know, podcasts, memes, everything is being criminalized. And the kind of thing that we talked about, like we have talked about a few years back, and it's not that this is totally unheard of. We've heard it, it, it happen in different kind of ways before, but it's really the momentum of this is really catching on right now, where essentially anything you say for any reason, or even like the detective case of the um, uh, Ricky Vaughn, right? The popular Twitter, uh, Twitter account, um, Douglas Mackey, right? Douglas Mackey. It's just this, like, just one one meme, right? Like, one, one meme, and now, boom, federal uh, election fraud, you're going to go to jail. Uh, it's not the same thing with uh, Sven Longshank. It's not set how long that will be, but it could be as long as up to 10 years for posting that. Are you familiar with this story, the Hillary uh, meme, right? Like, you, you text to vote kind of thing, the federal case. And so, basically, you can get 10 years in jail uh, for essentially posting a joke. And, I mean, if the, and if that's the standard, I don't see, like they could catch anybody for for anything essentially right yeah this has been going on for a while his case and uh i, I know that there's a, a video of like some asian liberal lady who did something very similar like a joke like oh you could call this number to vote uh instead to try to trick republicans but i, I saw a clip recently of hillary talking about this, this one here there, that, that's the, the wong one. yep exactly H hillary claimed that he like sh she said he demographically targeted uh, she didn't say who i'm guessing black people or, or democrats and said with i think it was emails or something do you know the exact thing like he i, I think it was like he was targeting them and, and she said thousands of people did try to text message their vote in so it was yeah, they, they yeah, exactly. No, I know what you're talking about. They claimed that it was something like, oh, 4,000 people had like seen this or they tried to text or whatever. But however, that could easily be inflated either by the media. You know how they do that. They text like a news story like, well, the New York Times said it was 4,000 people. So therefore we have four. But the point is the uh, they couldn't produce a single witness in this case that actually was willing to go up and testify and say, yes, I was fooled by this. And, uh, you know, and I called this number and I was like, you know, therefore I was robbed of my vote. They couldn't produce right. a single person like that. So I think it's that, phony, you know, that's that's awful. No, nobody could come forward and they're nope. still able to get them. Yep. Still able to get them. And that's then, you know, that it's much more about activism than it is about anything else. You know, what I mean. Oh, of course. Well, it's 100% politically motivated. Yeah. They want to make it seem like, look, we got the proof. Somebody was charged, and this is uh, proof of internet internet collusion. You know, I want to say something. I did a video a while back, and I, I think I covered this guy, and that uh, the internet was all, uh, they, were, they were all calling him a Russian agent for the long, there's there's the clip. Yeah, this one with I saw, I'm pretty sure. yeah. Hillary talking about it. Yeah, let's listen to that real quick. A guy 
who had been one of the main, I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016. But he went from <laughs> that to ha running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. No, it was, it so, was literally just like one or two memes. That but was it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who they targeted yeah. through their algorithms. Oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands texted yeah. their vote. Thousand. Well, yeah, but not a single witness, right? Uh, I think that's complete bullshit, by the way. But again, where do you draw the line in terms of like intention of why you did this? I mean, again, you now you can you can anything could cause harm to anybody anywhere for whatever reason. You know what I mean? I know. I mean, what's what's next? They're going to argue like, oh, you could argue that all of mainstream media is complicit in of course, tampering with the election for for like coordinating to cover up Hunter Biden stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, um, again, the, what about the antagonism against white people? That is, is not the standard line in most mainstream media news right now. There's violence out there. There are people turning on white. There's crazy violence against random white people just because they're white, right? But none of these people are not, are not held accountable. There's no bigger discussion or like argumentation here, for like soul searching, like, well, what's driving this violence? What's the reason? Why the the disproportionate uh, statistics here, right? In, in terms of how the demographics break down when it comes to interracial violence and things like that. There's no discussions like that. But as soon as you have one person who's white who's stepping over a boundary, where they th see a chance to get get at them, they do get at them, and they try to put them in jail for ten years for doing this. It, it's absolutely disgusting. I mean, it's just it's the complete. Our civilization has just turned into a joke at this point. It's a farce. Yeah, it's you know I bet you Trump's going to get in and pardon him. Uh, it's the least he can do if he does get in, <laughs> to be honest. But he didn't. Nothing, well, he couldn't do about the J6 people, though, right? No, because he was out by then, obviously. Yeah, okay, so he couldn't do anything there. Um, but he hasn't helped. He, he didn't help any of them with their legal fees. or I mean, he hasn't talked about it that much uh, in terms of um, the consequence that these people had to suffer for it, right? <clears throat> but anyway, so the point is, they're coming for memes. They're coming for any kind of speech, anything they don't like. And I think the the lesson here that they're, they're trying to create a, a shilling effect, right? They're trying to scare people into thinking, "Oh my God, I can't do this. I can't say this." I think the method here is we need just more of the same. Everyone needs to keep talking. Everyone needs to keep doing what they're doing. They can't imprison us all, but it looks like they might attempt to. <laughs> they'll they'll let out all the crazy, violent criminals and the rapists and the pedophiles, and they'll put political dissidents in jail. How about that, Adam? That's uh, that's what the jails are going to start filling up with next. Yeah, it, and it's so – they're doing this, and I wonder if the right wing is going to start ever doing anything back to the liberals with these charges. I hope so. It's about time, right? Um, weren't, weren't there a few uh, Democrats that got busted messing with the elections? Uh, they were just kind of small? I forget if they were busted. I know that the – the what was it? The accusation about the Democrats in Georgia – that has now been turned on its head, right? And aren't they going after Trump for that, right? Fulton County, right? The, they had some big hearing with one of the black uh, ladies that apparently, you know, she did a bunch of shady shit, obviously. Like she had a suitcase under the desk. It was her and her daughter. I forget what their names were again. Um, but I th I could be mistaken on that. But I think that if not that directly, it's a related kind of case where they're basically going to try to say, well, he's... Uh, 
He's uh, per, you know promoting violence against these people by saying that they you know uh, did fraudulent election you know rigging and stuff like that. But I'm not sure what how that's going to play out yet. So we'll see. Um, let me see. I'm going to take this one here. Uh, what do we have? Uh, David Krakos up, Adam Henrik. Thank you, David. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we had on entropy President Obunga. Uh, when do you think the conspiracy within triple parentheses first began? <laughs> Day one. <laughs> that's what I think, uh, President Obunga. Day one. That's when it began. <laughs> Lasers on on Monday, seven seven a.m. Conspiracy. Two seventy five B.C. When the Hebrew Torah was translated into Greek. 275 BC was ever said. Yeah. Were they? Where were they then? E e not Egypt, Babylon. Where were? They're where? all over Alexandria. Oh, they were okay. So they were in Egypt, that mm -hmm. general region. That's where okay. They translated it into Greek. Were they? Were they enslaved by then, or was that uh, later? They were, they were somewhat conquered, but not in Alexandria. They were doing well. They had a big diaspora in Alexandria then. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because I know this is a bunch of stuff. And I haven't done deep dives on this, but I know that like a lot of the, I've heard this at least, I'm not sure if it's true or whatever, but like a lot of the, maybe that's the Talmud, right? That That's actually very lately, very late in the process where that's formed, like 17, 1800s or something, at least 17, I think. Is that, do you know anything about that? No, it's it's like 100 to 600 uh, they they claim of, yeah. like official, okay. But, but the, yeah. oral, the oral law probably goes back to pre-Christian times. Right, yeah. I know they snatched a bunch of stuff <clears throat> from other cultures, partially where they were enslaved, of course, and then did, did a hodgepodge of their own thing, obviously. Yep. But I know the ta uh, yeah, the Talmud was like an outcrop of that. Like the, the, what I'm saying is the new like kind of Kabbalistic like kind of orth when we, when you think of the Hasidic Orthodox like religion, that's fairly new. I mean, th th those kinds of things haven't been done like that for thousands of years, despite what they say. You know what I mean? It's very similar to the Gnostic texts, a lot of the Kabbalah stuff and what was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls and Qumran. It kind of like it's almost like a predecessor to uh, mysticism and Christianity. Right, right. Uh, Chucky Mix says uh, Shea Moss and Ruby. Yeah, Ruby Freeman. That's right. Fulton County. Yes, yeah, so it has to be that one that they're going after Trump for, right? The Fulton County indictment. That's where the, the, all the leftists, at least, are kind of salivating over that. We'll talk about the one in New York in a little bit here, too, because it, it, it is a circus, but I think it's going to help him to, to probably be, you know, they, this is going to resurrect him and he's probably going to be elected again. We'll see. Unless, of course, they, they, they cheat, right? Uh, okay. Let me do, um, speaking here of some uh, censorship things here. <clears throat> Agatha, uh, Agatha Christie, right? She's, she's a famous... Uh, she is British, right? She's got to be British. Yeah, she's British. That's right. Uh, her novels are now being edited to remove, <clears throat> quote, offensive references to, to Jews. <laughs> Harper Collins have revised... A number of these books do it now. It was... Uh, obviously, they've done it to... Um, Oh, who was uh, Roald Dahl, right? He's of Norwegian, Norwegian descent. Can't talk here today. Uh, but he was living in England. I forget if he was born in England. His parents went there or something like that. But anyway, uh, his books was recently like rewritten. And all these publisher publishers are just like, well, we're taking the language and uh, we're updating it. You know what I mean? And of course, this changes the con context entirely in some cases. Like they're butchering these people's works. And here's just another ex example. Uh, read this other. Harper Collins have revised multiple novels by the famous British mystery writer Agatha Christie. Uh, or Agatha, it can't be pronounced like that. Agatha, is that how you pronounce it? Christie. Uh, to remove references to Jews. 
and other minorities deemed offensive by sensitive sensitivity readers. That's right. That's the term now. So I guess you have sensitivity readers, Adam. They're going through uh, the collective written works of mankind and whatever is slightly offensive, let's change or just remove that altogether. That's what they're doing now. It says uh, they're removing language like the N-word in Oriental. They're triggered about Oriental? I guess so. You describe characters with Asian hair. It's I, I did not know that Oriental was considered ra a racist term. Like, isn't that because that implies that they're like from the East originally? Because if they're born in like England, then of course they're English, right? Isn't that what they <laughs> Dude, are you reading this? No, I haven't read the rest the of it. Description of a character as a quote Jew, of course. That's what they're removing. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like this most like mellow shit. That's just like, oh my god, I can't believe this. Yeah, let me read it for for, for people here. The edits, which of the British Telegraph first reported on Sunday, add Christie to a growing list of authors whose work is getting tweaked for contemporary audiences. Roald Dahl, yeah, just as I mentioned, the children's book author whose family recently apologized for his anti-Semitism, had also a version of his books recently revised to eliminate potentially offensive, like potentially offensive language. Christie, whose mid-century detective novels featuring the characters Hercule Poirot and Miss Marple, made her one of the best-selling fiction writers of all time, including references to Jews in several of her books that prominent critics found anti-Semitic. Critics, this was a fucking critic. She also included racist language that was more common during her time of writing, including the N-word and the other term, or and the other the, the term Oriental, yeah, I said that, to describe characters with Asian heritage. According to the Telegraph report, descriptions of characters as Jewish, black, or gypsy have been scrubbed from multi... Just describing a character Jewish. Now, I've scrubbed them from the books. In one example, Poirot's description of a character as a, a Jew, of course, in the as said, uh, in the mysterious affair at Styles has been deleted. The foreword noted in 2020 analysis that right after World War II and the Holocaust, Christie authorized her U.S. publisher to remove other language about Jews that the company deemed controversial. The Guardian reported that at least one of the titles of her books was changed to remove racist language in the 1970s. Holy shit. So this is not new. This has been going on for decades and decades here. Holy shit. Uh, as her circle of acquaintances widened, she grew to understand what Nazism really meant for Jewish people. Okay, Chris, uh, Christie abandoned her knee-jerk anti-Semitism, wrote Gilliam Gill in her 1990 book, Agatha Christie, The Woman and Her Mysteries. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. Uh, anyway, this is what they do. This is what it's about now. Just, I mean, I'm saying get hard copies of things now because... When you have the when you have fucking AI on the loose, eventually you're going to see live, like like real time live updated references. People have already mentioned like if you buy these books on Kindle or any of these sources, right? You'll have a direct patch in through the back end, and they can just edit whatever term or phrase or sentence or remove whatever thing out out of any of the digital copies of the books that you have. There's never been more uh, a time more important to actually have hard copies so we can remember what actually was being said, Adam. I agree. I agree. This is, uh, I find it funny that the family has to apologize. Like they're, they're, yeah. uh, the guilt passes on to the children, apparently, if you have to apologize for what somebody said. Because that, for, isn't it that they're making, oh, they're making money on this or something, right? So then they have to grovel and just apologize. Yeah. Same Oriental, with, the O word. 
<laughs> oriental. Yeah, the, well, that implies that there is an Occident and that there is an Orient. That's not true. <clears throat> oh, well, now it is, because now we're going back into the multipolar world order also, by the way. But anyway, that's a different, uh, <laughs> that's a different line. Um, fascinating. Okay. Here, uh, let me play this clip, too. This is uh, dug up by Zintrax. This is obviously an interview from some time ago. Charlie Rose, whatever that show is called here. Uh, here's Google CEO Eric Schmidt uh, talking about, did I import that clip? No, we'll just play it here. Uh, about basically how we should, there should only be one answer. And, th and again, think about how what Google has turned into in terms of how it prioritizes sources, taking away sources and all that stuff. Listen to uh, what he says here. Is Help us understand where's the future of search going. Well, when, when you use Google, um, do you get more than one answer? Of course you do. Yeah, of course. Well, that's a bug. Yeah. <laughs> because we, we, we should be able to give you the right answer just once. We should know what you meant, and we, sh and we should never be wrong. Is help and we should never be wrong. Well, there's, I mean, look, on one level I say, like, of course there is a truth, right? Of course there's a truth and there's untruths. But, and, and in some cases, depending on what it is, it's like, okay, let's take it kind of a silly example, but like, there was a football match or, so, you know, soccer, as you guys say in, in the States, right? Football match and Brazil won over Denmark three to two. And then someone writes, no, uh, Denmark won over Brazil seven to zero. You know, I mean, that's like, a, OK, there's no there's no purpose for like, what's the purpose of that lie? You know, kind of thing. But it's a lie, right? And it's wrong information. But as soon as you drill down into anything that there's disputes, historical disputes, philosophical, you know, then you're on thin ice very, very quickly, right? Where basically the 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 more options you have or the more information you have available to form your opinion is more important. But these companies have never been about that. It's always been about the the cons consensus, right, of, of just having a singular opinion, like one answer to rule them all, right? Yeah, it's a it's a bug, he says, for them to not be the thought police in the ministry of truth and tell you what the only acceptable answer is to different questions. Uh, what popped in my head is you shared a video the other day of Jonathan Greenblatt talking about how they're working with AI to do censorship oh, yeah. and yeah. find hate speech and track anti-Semitism. So that's who's going to be influencing the AI programs. And uh, speaking of like the right answer on Google, remember when... Uh, the ADL changed the definition of racism mm -hmm. to like where only white people could be racist. Yep. And then they got everybody started covering it and they changed it real quick because they overplayed their hand too much. That was the first result when you Googled racism. It was that article from <sighs> the ADL saying only white people are racist. Oh my God. Of course. Of course it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me play that clip because people didn't see that. A, because there, you know everything is up and up. We even before we came on here, we talk about Mid Journey, right? There's all this AI technology out there, and it's this thing have just been released on us. Like, I mean, what feels like overnight, essentially, over the yeah. course of like two, three months, it just boom! All of a sudden, it's all there. Everybody's like talking about it. It's chat bots. I think oh, it's they've been predictive programming it since Terminator. <laughs> well, exactly. Earlier. We this all is all Skynet, Skynet foreshadowing. We've all seen this movie, and again, it's not that it, those are not warnings. Those are to program the subcon the collective subconscious so that when we go in this direction that's the only inevitable outcome that everyone knows about that's what it's about uh but yeah here's that ai clip right uh here we go we work with google on using ai to try to interrupt cyber hate before it happens we work with youtube <laughs> to, have, we, to get them to change their algorithms we work with facebook on trying to use a redirect method 
AI will be a, a, a uh, anti-white shitlib. That's what that's you know, and already we're seeing that. You've you've seen some of the prompts, right? Talking about white genocide, trans genocide, black genocide. You know, comparing some of the answers and stuff, mm-hmm. and all these people behind it. You know, like Sam Altman, right? He's the open AI guy coming out and talking about how like we have to do more and there's harmful information that AI can distribute and, th- and things like this. You, and, and at some point, I, you know, we'll see what happens here, but at some point they're going to claim that AI is objective. It's, it has no bias, no, you know, and no emotions. And therefore we should trust that it will be, it will be our judge and executioner eventually if we, if we keep, keep up on this, you know, you're right. You're right. It'll be like the AI has spoken. It'll be a deity. It'll be like a, their God. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Absolutely. And, and, uh, the ADL just had an article they posted recently about like AI and how. Remember, it was like, oh, ADL, uh, uh, AI is racist. The chatbot is racist. Yep. We have to go in and fix that. And now, like you said, they'll ask questions like, make fun of, or say something positive about white people. And it's like, we're not allowed to do that. That's offensive. Like, but you could. It's always the double standard for white people or other uh, groups. I, I, of course, always. It just this just just skews one way every time, right? Uh, yeah, Chalky Milk said it's pronounced Agatha. That's right, Agatha Christie. Uh, you're right. Thank you for the uh, little correction there. Now, let me... Okay, so we're talking about this here with the like consensus, right? The consensus view. Uh, even Wikipedia had this. Let me show you the screenshot. This is the, a talk thread uh, that they had a while back regarding... You know different information and like original research what do we do when there's like multiple different things and we can't really pinpoint what's true and uh now this isn't a talk thread but this was basically like what what's the purpose of wikipedia right it says here the consensus says it's true and the purpose of wikipedia is to maintain the consensus it doesn't matter whether it's factually true or false. There we go. It's about the enforcement of the consensus, which, of course, is the reason why it makes this so dangerous. And in fact, I got this just a few minutes before we came on. Neil deGrasse Tyson, much in the same way, talked about medical consensus, right? Think about the COVID uh, pandemic and all that stuff. And it was uh, Del, um, uh, what's his name? Highwire, the Highwire, Del Big Tree, right? That's his name. Mm-hmm. He actually got him on the show. This is a longer clip, but I think it's somewhere in the beginning. Uh, check this out here. And he, he's talking about, like, it doesn't matter that we banned individual scientists that had differing views because it's all just about the consensus. Here we go. There's a list of top-ranking medical professionals. Just take a look. I'm talking here. about, excuse me, medical Dr. professionals. Dr. Peter McCullough. No, no, no. I want to go through what happened consensus. here. This is, this is the problem I, I need with the, the consensus. Need the consensus. Okay, I just Medical want, professional. I want you to... Uh, because no. the medical is so huge. So no differing opinions can be allowed in. We just... The, one singular view, Adam. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're doing this with uh, the biblical studies as well on the historical Jesus question. All the top academics, they're all very adamant that he was a real person and that he was a rabbi and that he had a small following and that the Romans killed him. That's all they really know about him. So it's like they spin it in that way. But And anybody that says, no, he was a myth, they're like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. You're not allowed in. You're a crank. <laughs> they do the same type of thing. It's all about uh, it's the fallacy. It's, it's one of the fallacies. Well, uh, and that's the consensus. And that's what I'm saying. Like you, the necessity here to have a, a broad picture as they should go in the opposite direction, right? They should open if there is uh, if there are disputes in any capacity, you need to broaden the, the, the sources that you take into account. You need to broaden the discussion about it. But all these things, they just go in one direction, and that's to eliminate things that they don't like in order to form that consensus. Right. 
Let me play a little bit more of Neil deGrasse Tyson here, that clip. I can find you an astrophysicist who is sure we've been visited the by aliens. Was, That's not the problem was, the problem was, the scientific method died here, and this is the point I want to make. Uh, my it point, died a death here, need, and I need you to help me save it, because Dr. Peter McCullough is the leading cardiologist. I don't care titles don't matter here. It's, but what they, should they matter? They don't matter. Oh, so no appeal to authority now all of a sudden. If you wear a white coat, ah, it doesn't matter. What <laughs> should matter, consensus. what should matter was that the consensus was not allowing to the table. Then you bring that person here and have this conversation I with have. them. Okay. I have. So you don't have to have the conversation with me. But I well, want you're the one who I encouraged banning of them. And, and so here's what we have. We have Peter we have Peter McCullough, world-renowned heart doctor saying I am seeing a rise in myocarditis because of this vaccine. We have the leading ICU, second most published science uh, Paul Merrick. I'm just I hear me out here. Hear me out. I know Go. you I know, all right. These have all been on He's my show. Squirming. Dr. Robert Malone. Part of Neil deGrasse Tyson says he's squirming and rolling his eyes at him because he brings this up. They were shut down. They were kept from talking to the people in Washington. Johnny and Ian was putting the show, out the how data. Censored. Dr. Jay, I'll show you. Okay. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Sinetra Gupta, Dr. Martin Kohler, Oxford University, Harvard School of Medicine, Stanford School of Medicine. They put together the Great Barrington Declaration, which was an approach towards this to say, let's do protect that simple small group that we know needs to be protected and figure out a way the rest of us can establish a herd immunity around them and the NIH who's supposed to be objective on this we now have internal email because this is what I do I actually put in FOIA requests we know that this is what Francis Collins said about those people before even talking to them there needs to be a quick and devastating published takedown of the premise yep. being brought by these scientists I remember that that was the approach to science no other science can be allowed in here you started this out by saying every challenge should come in every way to say that we don't agree with the hypothesis maybe the these people saying you don't need the yeah whenever it's convenient for them to use like the scientific method or whatever it is you know what i mean then it's like no 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 that's fine when we need to get a foot in through the door then it should be open and discussion no 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 we're just talking about this but then as soon as they actually have it locked in and they control the channels of information or whatever it is no no then we pull up the ladder behind us and no one is allowed to do the kind of things that we did in order to get to this position it's so dishonest isn't it saying the whole the whole idea that you can't question the consensus uh, innovation in science can never progress if you can't question no. what people already believe of course yeah it's a cult and dogma if it's the consensus is always the cons consensus has been wrong many many times yeah uh, uh, ex and exactly is, right sure. yeah exactly no no it is and, and again it's like sure and but it's this but then you realize it's not about then just, well, you know, from my point of view, then, well, let's talk about this or we, <laughs> like, let's, uh, let's try to sort this out. Let's get to the truth kind of thing. And then you realize, obviously, like, you know, people say, duh, th that's not the motivation of these people. The, the motivation for them is to get as many people vaccinated, for example, as possible. And anybody that stands in the way of that is a hindrance, whether that's for the financial reasons or for the more uh you know evil despicable reasons of actually trying to uh you know call the population or whatever the actual goal is but regardless you have you have financial motivation you might have ideological motivation who knows maybe they've maybe these elite circles have convinced themselves they're like well, you know what we'll uh we in order to save the climate and and the earth we just have to take out a few billion people you know kind of thing and then here's a great way of doing it we'll get money while we're doing it and then we'll clip but we'll come in the guise of us saving everybody you know kind of thing look we haven't seen that like mass death on 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 like a, a scale that's like unheard of in a way but we're seeing 
over uh, more and more data coming out for some of the European countries, especially. We showed one just the other day that in some countries, Iceland, uh, Germany, it's almost close to 50% excess deaths in, in some of these areas right now. Uh, Italy, Sweden didn't release their data, but I suspect it's it's high there as well. On average, in the whole Eurozone, it was about 20% uh, uh, increase of excess deaths. That's not, you know, that's something. I mean, like, what the hell is going on here? And no one is talking about it, but we, we're getting the numbers now slowly trickling in. And I think it will get worse and worse over the years to come, Adam. What, what do you think? I wasn't aware of those figures of the of the more deaths. But... So if I can find it, yeah. You know, I'm... I, I'm re- I'm having a flashback since we're on Flashback Friday to the rabbi clip you played a few minutes ago where he goes, we need to cut off the offspring, the descendants of Esau. Yeah, is that, what it, like, is that what this is? Look at who's behind the Vax campaign for the most part. I know, anyway. I know. I mean, look at look at the guy from uh, Pfizer getting real close with Israel, Netanyahu, and Netanyahu with his syringe display in his office and getting the top <laughs> I remember gen- that. Uh, uh, awards from him as well. Fauci getting a million dollars from Israel. I mean... You know, they'll call us a conspiracy, but when there's a, a top religion that everybody reveres that says stuff like that, and then this is going on, I won't be taking it. No, no way, no way. Yeah, I'll see if I can find that link. I can't quickly find it now, but no, there was just the European uh, U- Union's own statistics on it. Uh, I showed it a couple of shows back, but yeah, it's it's fucking worrying, man. Oof. I just saw trending was vaccine genocide on <clears> your <throat> on your Twitter. You showed a minute ago. Oh, really? Was it now? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Seventy-five hundred. All right, not bad. There we go. Some increases. This is a recent thing here. Ten hours ago. I'm yet to see the incredible example where the mRNA gene therapy treatment saves just one life. We'll turn a look at what countries of vaccine roll out in numerous countries. Uh, yeah, I think we've seen. Yeah, this one we've played a few times. Yeah, when the vax was introduced. I think. Let me see what the date is there. Yeah, September twenty-first. Okay. Yeah. So the it goes up to September twenty-first, uh, twenty twenty-one. I'm talking about like going into December 22. That was the up to December 20, uh, 2022. Uh, that was the latest European statistics. And it's just skyrocketing excess deaths in some countries right now. It's absolutely insane. Here's McCullough. I'm not sure if there's anything new under this. But yeah, no, that's, it's good. We're getting pushback. Twitter has been, I mean, it has its problems obviously yet, but it has opened up a little bit. I admit it, it has been good that some of these discussions seems to be able to surface a little bit more now. Uh, so I'm thankful for that, at least, you know. The the Kennedy guy, he was real big into the questioning COVID stuff, and he's going to run against Biden now he does I saw that, yeah. Yeah, good. Hopefully he can just turn it into a huge, uh, you know I mean, like bring out as much information during that process as possible, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Go after Fauci and some of these people, yep. Uh, anyway, yeah, the mal information, right? We, we don't have to go through it. I mentioned a couple of shows back, but it's 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 the, it's they always come up with these new terms uh, again it's it's always to get the foot in through the door right but some new way of skew is squirming squee weasel words right you use the squirm their way into a situation like this but all of a sudden well it might be t- okay it's true you know like they got us kind of thing yes it is true we can't like fact check you uh, on, on this issue but your intention is dangerous so therefore we can censor it that's the new the new ceiling here the next level to things adam yeah, I haven't heard malinformation before. Ba- bad information? That what's that information that's inconvenient to them or they don't like or makes them look look, look bad? Yeah, let me do the exact uh, definition of it here. But as as far as I understand it, uh, it is basically it's it is provably true, 
but it's being used by somebody uh, for nefarious purposes, right? Let me see here. Let me see what Summarized has here. I'm just, just, okay, it's Wikipedia. Malinformation is true and factual information that is intentionally conveyed by the disseminator in a way that causes actual harm or imminent threat of actual harm against another person. Okay, so basically, if they, and this is what I'm saying, at this point, anything could harm anybody at any point for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Like, how do you draw the lines here? Some, some new, uh, some new disgusting way that they're trying to find a way to, like, censor everybody or shut uh, information down. Because I, generally, I think, generally, I think a lot of the so-called, you know, let's just keep it simple, but like, tr- you know, truth, um, uh, the sphere of people who are interested in truth and want to de- de- disseminating that, breaking down all the bullshit and, you know, dis- outside voices, dissenting voices, anti-establishment and so forth. They have been very good at still, despite all the censorship, despite being shut down, continue and basically like go on full assault against the establishment that are putting a lot, pushing a lot of the lies and stuff. And so they have to set a new standard. They have to move the goalposts now uh, and say, okay, well, it might be true, but your intention is harmful, therefore, legally or whatever, you know, whatever the, the end result mm. of this will be, we can still shut you down, right? It says imminent threat of actual harm on a person, including fishing, doxing, and swatting. Well, I, I do, I, I think there should be laws against doxing and swatting, mm-hmm. but they're going to use this bad information that could inflict, could in, in order to inflict, yeah, I don't know. The, yeah, they'll they'll probably say it's this and then use it to say like, oh, you know, exposing rabbis makes people not like rabbis. So that's going to lead to harm. So your malinformation, you're shut sw- down. Swatting. I mean, how, I, I just don't understand the context of that example. Malinformation is true and factual information, What meaning, okay, that you have a person's actual address <laughs> so you can call and swat them. You, I, I don't you understand. Lie, you make up a crime that they're committing. Oh, okay, okay. Well, but that's false. Then, then it's not true and factual. That's then it's just misinformation. So I I don't, Mm -hmm. I I actually don't understand swatting as an example. I'm saying I think they're using these examples as oh, that makes sense, you know, because that's dangerous. Uh, It's much more uh, dubious than that. That's what I'm saying, and it's much more about like, well, how do you know that when someone shares something or tells somebody anything or posts something, that the intention. Uh, is to cause harm, right? How do you, how do you, that's why this is, a, you know, we're, it's fine. We're going off a tangent here now or on a tangent, but this is why they're working on brain frequency scan technologies where they're actually be able to measure your brain waves to try to tell you what you really feel about certain things. Did you see that the latest World Economic Forum event they had? It was a lot of talk about brain waves and scanning people's brain waves. There was one lady even asking the audience at some point, are you all willing to like give up your brain frequencies right now so we can understand what you're thinking? Did you see any of that? Mm-mm, no. <laughs> that's pretty crazy, actually. But uh, that's a, so then they'll be able to tell you, much like the AI, right? No, 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 we, scan, we scanned your brain and we know, what's, we know what you were thinking when you shared this, you see? <laughs> Fucking insane. I, I see reason I googled malinformation and reason did an article about it a couple weeks ago and it says crusade against malinformation explicitly targets inconvenient truth so yeah it's just a new a new category that they're going to use to say to justify messing with us heads up yep exactly new new term just dropped new uh, new gay op essentially zyofree says sale selling mindless herd mentality set up to 
uh, by rather Zio Devils. One more from Zio Free here. Actually, two more. Uh, no conversation, no discussion, no critical thinking. It's dangerous to powers. It is. Uh, they want to crack. No, so they want to crowbar their goals on the on the sheeple and profit. Uh, in meanwhile, uh, in the meantime, yes. Uh, one here from Zio Free. Barbara Specter Learner is sad, but good news. Good news, buoy. Uh, maybe you got uh, auto corrected here. Boy, Europe, so refugees can replace the deceased. Oh, you mean uh, uh, the the increased uh, uh, the excess deaths will will make up for uh, for uh, foreigners? Yes, exactly. That's isn't that the goal after all? Uh, yeah, because I mean, who took the vax? Right, it's majority European and Western countries. Those one who who were sold it. Uh, Michael fifty seven de good to see malinformation like about those poll workers in Georgia. It's true, but people knowing uh, might be bad for them. That's right. So if it's harmful to somebody, even though it's true and they did something wrong, it has to be protected and we can shut them down. Crazy. Um, all right. Let me see. We're caught up here. I think we're caught up. Uh, one more from President Hubunga here. Uh, this one for you, Adam. Uh, Adam, can you elaborate? on the 2075 BC translation thing. Why was it then and not before? Uh, you could make an argument that it was before, but I think that's when they kind of canonized and like, you know, it turned into a new entity and institution when it was translated into Greek and by different people. And, uh, and why is that? Because that's, that's, I see as a good starting point for the Abrahamic conspiracy, which came from, when the the Hebrew Torah was translated into the the common language of most people in the the in Greek, that's when it you know became a new thing. Yeah, but you could argue when the the Torah was originally written. I guess also, I won't do, fight you on it. Do they set a date on that? Uh, nobody really knows. Okay, yeah, no, of course. I mean, yeah. I've, I've heard I'm like saying like what Wikipedia BC. says. I guess. What, yeah. Was that what is six hundred or seven hundred BC? I think is. Probably what the consensus would be. I don't know. <laughs> I know other people have done it, uh, and I haven't. That's why I'm keep asking. Like, when was that again? You know, like a timeline on it. it, it of course, Christians is, will tell you it was when Moses was on Mount Sinai that and the what, angels dictated uh, it to him. And what year was that? They claim. Oh, what is it? Two thousand BC, twenty okay. five hundred BC. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they weren't. No, they weren't like enslaved. Well, no, that was when they they, they just left Egypt then, right? And then they go to Mount Sinai with Moses, right? Isn't that the yeah. timeline? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, so they had been enslaved by in, in Egypt and Babylon before that. See, I thought that that was much, not that far back. But anyway, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me you know, switch up here a little bit. Uh, you know, we've talked about some of the crazy stuff uh, when it comes to going after white people. Uh, and here's, maybe not going after, well, it's still going after white people, but you know, everything with white privilege and these kinds of things. Check out this guy here. Very, I forget what his uh, sc scores are here, and I'm not, you know, 100% familiar with the the uh, American university system or the how, the how the score system works. But regardless, uh, it, yeah, he has a GPA of 5.09, class rank number one. This guy's being rejected from every Ivy League school uh, in the uh, USA. Here's the clip. Check this out. Did I get into Harvard? No. Come on, just give me something, guys. No, no, no. Did I? Brown University, Columbia. Dude, I must have done something seriously wrong. Did I get into? You're white boy. That's why Stanford rejected Stanford him. Stanford University. Oh! 
<laughs> yes, think I got an MIT. I think we got it. I, I did get rejected from MIT. <laughs> did I get into Duke University? No. No! I got I gotta get into one of these dudes. <laughs> oh, he needs. Did I get in to Rice University? Wow, guys. This tab was leaking my address. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah, class rank one, GPA five point zero nine, Act thirty five. I'm not even sure what that is. Um, Act. So <clears throat> smart. AC ACT. It's one of the tests that they take. ACT. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so rejected, right, on every every single front. I wonder why. And then we have the... <laughs> you know, so smart, but he doxed his address on his uh, live stream, whatever that was. <laughs> oh, well, I can always move. Um, he's so smart, he, he forgot this. <clears throat> New Jersey teen accepted to all eight Ivy League schools. <laughs> How about that? We got another one of those, too. I'm not sure what the common denominator is here. A guy who just got into all eight Ivy League schools tells us his key to success. <laughs> New York whiz kid, there you go. Okay, look, I don't have a, a score on these people or whatever, but you know, you know that a lot of the important stuff here uh, for them have been to take over the Ivy League schools and, and educate the activists that they want for the future, you know, to be in positions of like judges and, you know, I mean, to become the new establishment. And, and therefore, they need to have a a slew of essentially like baked into their heads. You need this anti-white kind of rhetoric type thing, right? And if you look at some of these Ivy League school, schools now and elite schools, there's hardly any white people at all there. I mean, Jews are overrepresented, right? But then it's like they lower the score for for blacks and for other ethnicities. Even Indians get in as minorities now and things like that, despite being like 1.4 billion uh, in the world, right? So whites are whites are being fucked over on every every front here, Adam. Did you see the Stanford thing? Stanford's like, here's our new class, our new our new uh, group of surgeons. Oh, yeah, what was? And oh, the was, surgeons. Yes, I did see yeah. that. Yes. Oh my god, not a single white person, I think. Right. Right. Maybe yeah. a white girl or something like that. Uh, and I mean, again, think about that. Now it's like medical industry and they're teaching. Have you seen those, um, the pledges that they're standing and reading in like this weird droney cultish uh, type thing? I'll see if I can find it, but it's like, I I'm bringing it up. I think everyone understands the context of why this is dangerous here, right? But it's like, there's now equity talk inside of the medical, uh, not only industry, but like those who are educated to become the next, you know, top doctors and things like that. that, that essentially you can deny white people care now just because they're white and we need to equalize that. We need to like, you know, lift up so-called minorities and push down uh, white people. Let me see if I can find, I'm going to search for medical, see if I can find that. They're just taking their pledge of allegiance or whatever they call it. Yeah, here it is. Ohio. Uh, no, that's not it. Hang on here. I'll see if I can find it later if I don't find it right now. <clears throat> but it is anyway. Tr I, trust me, I I've just, seen I've seen some of those, and it's it's scary. That's the point. The whole class stands there like we promise to you know use our you know anti-racist activism or D, you know DEI uh, <laughs> in our everyday lives and shit like this. <laughs> I saw there was a viral clip going around this week of. Um, the black girl on Daily Wire, what's her name? Candace Owens. Mm -hmm. she, she was like on some panel and she, somebody asked her, there was a half black, half white person. And she goes, put black down on your college or on your applications. Yeah, of course. And like they're yeah. like, what would you say? That it was a, it was a viral thing. <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, that's, I'm going to pull that up. Yeah, I can't find the Stanford thing now either. But yeah, no, I did, I did, uh, I did see that. That's the, uh, that's the next level. 
here, folks. Um, now let me do it. Let me just show Dawkins. I don't want to show the young German girl. It's just so sad. It's just too blackpilling um, was another thing there. Let's skip that. Let's go to this one. We talked about religion a little bit. Richard Dawkins. I'm sure you heard of him, right? The uh, mm-hmm. uh, How do we describe him? Uh, atheist. Um, evolutionary. Evolutionary. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> he was interviewed on Pierce Morgan. This shout out to uh, Millennial Woes here because he, he did a post on it. I think he tried to, by the way, he tried, he tried to put a Substack link on there and it just, he couldn't fucking do it. So he had to take a screenshot of the Substack, link that up, and then reply to his own tweet underneath to include the link. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good way to do it. Um, he has always been very, you know, hard against any, you know, religion and, and all these kinds of things. But now we're seeing something different. Now, all of a sudden, he's stumped when it comes to Islam, right? And and this is not, something has happened, that was Woe's kind of take on this too, was that with all this push to like multicultural, you know, multiculti, uh, the, the British Isles and uh, started replacing them and stuff like that, it's it the, he knows Richard a rich a Richard Dawkins now knows that you can't just say things about Islam. It, it almost looks like he's scared. Also, I'm not sure if he's been threatened, but anyway, check out the few minutes here. It's Pierce Morgan asks him a couple of questions about this, like an ISIS bride. Should we let her back into the country? Is one of the questions that comes up, and he's just like, no, no, I can't talk about it. Look at this. I think you said it, in a way he said national pride has evil consequences. Prefer pride in humanity. German pride gave us Hitler. American pride gave us Trump. British pride. <laughs> can't gave have us pride in who you are. No. Of not, oh my God. It's always that straw man, isn't it? Like every, it, it's just cattle cars and concentration yeah. camps. As soon as we begin to just yeah. like like ourselves for who we are, <laughs> it's just, it's almost like it's by design. Hmm. Uh, but so again, it's like. This is the great opposer, right, to the great religions. Well, here he is, but another fucking religion. You know what I mean? Like the religion of anti-whiteness, of, of just like, no, no. if you're white, you can never, you know, uh, advocate for your own group. Anyway, uh, this is not the point. He, he brings this up to start this conversation here. Just have pride. Be proud that Homo sapiens could produce a Darwin, Shakespeare, Mandela, Einstein, <laughs> Beethoven. Yeah. So I've... the implication was that pride leads into well, dark okay, places. but that's different from... That, I agree with that. I, I stand by that, but I, I don't stand by comparing Trump to Hitler. I mean, they're both liars. But, Is it always but, a mistake to evoke Hitler and the Nazis? And literally, you're talking about it, people who've it, very, killed very, millions it, of people. It, it, pretty, pretty nearly, yes. I mean, mm. it, it, Hitler was such an outlier that, that, that um, I, I would hesitate to compare anybody to him in, in a full sense. I mean, you couldn't compare him in one you sense. You compared all nationalists and to him. Hitler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, didn't he? <clears throat> he, said, he said Pride is what led to that. Be... Right? Right. Which is funny. I mean, again. This isn't even the clip I thought you were going to play. I thought you were going to do the one when he was uh, scared to criticize Islam. No, it, it's coming up. They're just setting part. the... Co- I, thought that this, okay. I thought this was interesting to see this, that this is like mm-hmm. the lead up to the conversation. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's talking about, you know, shitting kind of on Germans or something like that, then it's fine. But then all of a sudden when he slips into Islam, then he cowers and he's just like, oh, well, you know, I can't, I can't even talk about that. It, it's coming up here. Yeah. Well, they'll stab him in the neck with his buddy. Uh, exactly. I mean, look at... Uh, Remember the uh, uh, Van Gogh, I'm saying? What was his son? He was not his son. What am I talking about? It was one of the descendants of Van Gogh, right? It was a filmmaker in Holland. Remember that guy that stabbed him in the back several times? You hardly heard about it. It was like, you know, a news story a few years ago. But anyway. That's true enough. Um, but I, I wouldn't go much further. What are the other dangers, do you think, facing mankind? Oh, well, um, nationalism... Um, <laughs> national pride, 
Um, of, of the kind that we saw with the what? Nazis, where they literally want to take over the world. Yes. And, and, um, <laughs> oh, my God. Like Israel today. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, exactly. No, I'd that's like to hear not... him say that about the Zionists. Zionism. Yeah, exactly. Zog. Yeah. That's a great danger. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Jewish, Jewish pride. No, but this, like... see, this is the thing. He can and he will shit on Christians because it's white mm -hmm. people. But as soon as it's Jews or, or Muslims, he can't touch it. You know what I mean? That, that's the, how weak some of these people are. You know, let's continue listening. Um, obviously, um, climate change is one we have to worry about. Mm. Um, artificial intelligence is perhaps not... Oh, I agree, I agree with that one. Um, you yes. said before that Islam, or fundamentalist Islam, is one of the great threats. I think, I think fundamentalist faith, where you believe absolutely that you're right without any evidence, is a, is a major danger, because that licenses you to, to do anything. If you really, really sincerely believe that you're, you've got right on your side because God told you, then really, I can sort of understand how the Inquisition mind worked and mm. how... The and then he goes to the Inquisition. <laughs> but it is interesting, though, that you could apply, if we take his premise that, oh, well, that's, that's right, you know, I mean, you don't let in any, you know, different views or whatever. That, all that happened during the COVID shit. Where like no, none other information is let in, you're not allowed to do anything of that. But again, they're so myopic, they will not see that. You know what I mean? It was just, it's just swings in one way. I, I agree with <clears> this <throat> point, though, about people that believe that like God is on their side or God chose them. If you believe you're chosen by God and have this prophetic destiny, and it, then imagine what <coughs> people could do when they have that belief. Yeah, no, when, of course. When they believe that anybody that opposes their their God or or evil things in their religion is evil and is Amalek and they must wage war and blot it out. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine what could happen. I know. Yep, exactly. No, he's right on that. And then, of course, again, but he but he weakens here tremendously when it goes a little further. Modern Islamist mind. Would you be right. accused of being an Islamophobe? Are you? Or would you be taking the same view of the Christians back in the of course I would. 16th century? I'm not an Islamophobe. What I'm a, what I'm a phobic about is um, clitoridectomy of throwing gay people off buildings, mm. um, banning dancing and music and f having fun generally. I'm, I'm phobic about all those sorts of things, mm. but that's different from being Islamophobe. Muslims are the biggest victim of Islamism. Ah, yes, they are. There's I agree. been a big debate about this <clears throat> ISIS pride. I, think, I, I, I do. I think Jews are victim of, of Judaism. I think Christians are. I think everybody's victim of Abraham. I, I I see what you're saying, but then at the same time, if not everybody's is, they bear responsibility for acting it out. You know what I mean? There is a there is a responsibility there. You know what I mean? Some people benefit from it. Some people don't benefit, suffer from it. But <clears throat> overall, in the grand scheme of things, I think it's been it's been bad for everybody. No, I mean it's it's a. Um, uh, of course, I mean, people are brainwashed into that, and and you know, of course, no, no, exactly. Um, anyway, so listen to what he says here now regarding like the ISIS bride and everything. He just completely, he get, you can kind of hear his voice too. He gets all nervous. I'm like, was he threatened by somebody? It's a very bizarre, listener. Shamima Begum, whether she should be allowed to come back to this country. Do you have a view about that? I'd rather not say. You'd rather not say. I haven't studied it enough. Well, she was married to an ISIS fighter. I, yeah, I, I know. What she was a young, but she was 15 yes. when she went out there. The, yes. The, the debate really is, was she groomed to be part of this terror group yes. in Syria? And as such, should we show mercy and allow her back to this country? Yes, I'm not, I'm not going to say about that. Are you worried about, I mean, do you get threats because of the positions you've taken on some of these things? Yeah. When you saw what happened yeah. to Salman Rushdie? Yeah. 
didn't send oh. them. Oh, <laughs> are you saying no? You don't <laughs> see that movement either. Yeah, this is almost like an act. It's like he's so they're so dangerous and so violent that he can't even like utter a, a word against them. It's almost like he's trying to make a point in his way. But his buddy was stabbed on stage, and I'm sure he's gotten death threats from a lot for who, a long who, who time. Who was stabbed on stage? Salman Rushdie. Oh yeah, yeah, like that's that. right. Wasn't yeah. it? Uh, no, no, that wasn't any. It was like Rupert Sheldrake was stabbed. That was a completely you, different thing. It was a Muslim thing. But anyway, I've yeah. I've listened to Dawkins' book, The God Delusion, mm -hmm. and he he was attacked by the Jews. They called him anti-Semitic for his book oh. because he said he had a really famous verse uh, or a quote like, "The God of Israel is all these evil things." Right. So he was and like, they're like, oh, you're picking on the God of Israel. That's oh, a Jewish God. He's like, no, it's uh, I don't like any of the, the Bible God. So he, he was he was quickly yeah. smacked back into place, essentially. That's what it sounds and, like. And and he also said that he wants atheists to get active like they're small. He says they're small in number, but like the Jews who are small in number, they have great unity and disproportionate <laughs> power in the Jewish lobby. He, he says it in his book. He talks about the power of the oh, Jewish nice. lobby. Okay. Book. Wow. Okay, that's an interesting. Uh, that's and a... <laughs> one other point. That's in, he said, "What are the threats to the world?" He's been getting a lot of flack from the <clears throat> atheist community about the trans and LGBTQ. Oh, stuff. okay. What? Well, where? Where does he fall on that? Well, because he's a scientist, he says, you know, there's male and female, and it's biological, ah. and that all of this stuff is, is dangerous. Can't have that. Yeah. So there, there. A lot of people are getting stuff because of that. You know, his own community. I mean, it is funny though, in terms of. You know, simply people that stand. I mean, look, what's the saying again? You you made your bed, or what's the saying, right? In a way, some. I'm not saying Dawkins, mm -hmm. but many, just generally, many of these people they've created kind of a liberal environment and helped to enforce that that has now led to us where we are, right? Mm -hmm. And if you like this guy is an old geezer, right? He just stood his ground. He's had this hold, held the same position. The world have just whisked by him, and now all of a sudden he's like an extremist. It's it's the same with like uh, what's her name, the Harry Potter uh, lady, and things like that. Like the the turfs, right? They don't want to have. They think this trans thing is insane, but they love you know first or second wave or maybe even third wave of feminism or something like that. But but that's the 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 idea of this religion is in the name, right? Progressive is it, it doesn't stop. You know what I mean? It, it's always going forward. Well, I mean, in some cases it's down or, or you know whatever you want to say. But the point is, it, it always keeps moving. The change is the thing. The feature of the thing is that it keeps transforming. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you know. Atheists will always go really hard on Christianity and Islam and really hammer them and go so soft and play with kid gloves and become apologists for Jewish supremacy or Jewish doctrines. And yeah. uh, imagine if he says, if Pierce said, um, what do you think of Judaism? What you know, he yeah, exactly about right now, yeah. the removal of the general clitoral, whatever word that he used, like circumcision. You can say the same thing about all, you know, what they're doing, generally mutilating boys. Exactly. Eight days old. Yep. Has he? Do you know if you? Because I haven't listened that much to him. Have you know? Do you know if he's ever addressed that? Uh, I don't know that. I'm sure he has. I'm okay. sure he's used because that that's a big one to criticize religion. You know, genital mutilation. But, right. Yeah. You know, if he were to do it, say anything like expose the stuff in Judaism that I expose with his big platform, he'd be canceled. He'd be viciously oh, yeah. attacked everywhere. Yeah. He could have he could have said whatever he wanted to criticizing Islam, and it would have been fine. He would have been yeah. praised for it yeah. or Christianity, but. It's just, you know, he is scared of a He's violent scared. attack. But, exactly. You know. you know, it's it's noticeable now, which is kind of interesting, too, because, again, I mean, the climate in England is is changing. 
there's more and more uh, violent attacks, be that from, you know, Islamists or whatever it is. Uh, it's just a lot more hostile now, to be honest. And, and a lot of that is also driven uh, because of this anti-white rhetoric that we see in the media, right? But speaking of Islam real quick, I saw you linked this up to I wanted to just mention it real quick that <clears throat> all of a sudden we have uh, good old Andrew Tate coming around here. Uh, we have a thing called Prislam, right? Which basically the, the prisons are overrepresented with Islam, uh, m- Muslims. So people turn to that very, very quickly in order to both, you know, survive in prisons and things like that too. But uh, didn't take him long. I forget how long he was in Romanian jail. And look, all of those could be just trumped up charges. It might all be bullshit or partially true or something. But without even making the value judgment on on, on that kind of thing. Uh, he came out here and said, Islam is the instant and final cure for racism. Black, white, Arab, we all worship God the same. Muslims are brethren. They never do wrong to each other. They never forego supporting each other. They never abandon their brethren in hardship. So and I think I mentioned this a while ago. Like, Look out for more um, Islam kind of promotion among some popular, you, you know, like uh, influencer, whatever you want to call this guy, like uh, 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 <laughs> he's essentially Andrew Tate. He's like a mulatto pimp. You know what I mean? Uh, he has these e-girl cam uh, cam horror businesses and shit like that. He calls but, himself a pimp, too. That's right. the word he uses himself. And in black, white, Arab, we all worship the Jewish God is who they're talking about. It's the God <laughs> of Abraham. He was the, the, he was originally written in Hebrew Torah. Mm-hmm. It, his holy land is in the Middle East. Like, no, we don't want to all worship. This is the this was the uh, end goal of their prophecies is to have all the nations worship the one God. Islam is Noahide compliant. And yeah. Uh, it's and a stepping stone, is it not? Is it? Isn't it yeah. that what it's like, just a, a phase, right? Essentially, it's. Yeah. A, I mean, think about the it. World. Think about it from the point of view of like, you know, China had like the Cultural Revolution. People know about that, right? It was like the eradication of all the cultural icons. It was literature was burned or t- you know taken down. Obviously, people was killed as well. But Islam is that just like to come in to kind of like cleanse all those historical cultural things, essentially, and then that leaves the slate open to do something completely new. And you would, you know, we could argue i think that yeah we can have some kind of noah jewish noahide thing coming in and just transposing itself upon all of that uh, after their damage has been done or something you know what i mean he was hanging out with jordan peterson's daughter and jordan peterson yep. is, is speaking with muslims and talking about noahide laws and working for ben shapiro and also turning a lot of people to be christians also mm-hmm. and uh tate who was just an, a very vocal atheist a few years ago i saw him recently say that he is uh he was giving a tens of thousands a month to the Romanian Orthodox Church because they're the mob and he wants to do business. And then now he's and it was before he went to jail that he was messing around with converting to to Islam. Also, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, no, the the pivot has uh, has happened. I, I think it's ring, linked up a couple of stories, right? <clears throat> Just remember, because there's some Europeans now that are attracted to this. They think Islam is the way to go. And that's it. You know, I mean, it's like some new weird, you know, it's not Nazball, obviously, but it's like when that rolled around is like what the fuck is this and it's the same thing you know islam mm-hmm. is the way we gotta that's that's how we're gonna get out of this and uh, remind yeah, very people. abraham accords uh kosher yeah talk that he has there exactly uh but anyway th- i reminded people this is what they do to uh to us in our countries our kids uh they do this to our women right don't forget don't forget it's while well, shilling in muslims and islam and all that shit. this is what they do to our people you know what i mean 
And, uh, and you know, to clarify, when I said that they're victims of of Islam, like I was thinking, like how they force the women to cover up, and you know, can't can't drive. I know some people might agree with that <laughs> because of the the trope, the stereotype, like the no the no voting, the no driving. That's I'm okay with the, the, the genital <laughs> mutilation. Just I mean, it's it's awful. Would you want to be uh, grow up in an Islamic strict is, no, Islamic no. household? Of course not. No. So that they are victims, but also other people have been victims to it as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, what was I thinking about? It was something I was going to, anyway, it'll come back to me, but yeah. So just, just heads up on that. Cause it's, I, oh, that, that's what I was thinking about. It's this weird thing that some people are so, I guess it's a, I'm not sure if it's a OCD or a spur, some spurgy thing that you can never kind of like come up with something new or, or formulate an ideology or like a political, I guess, I guess, approach to the problems that we face maybe not from scratch, I'm not trying to have to reinvent the wheel, but in some cases it's this, well, you know, Islam has got it out, figured out, you know, with the way, with the gays and women, so therefore that's the only way to go, you know, they, they can't like take, well, take the other positions that you have and then, you know, include that. They're spurring in the sense that they just have to have something that's already there and well established, and now we all have to convert to that. I, I'm not even sure if some of the people are genuine or not, uh, but we've seen some of that, I think, among whether it's even right-wing circles or nationalists and stuff. They're like, oh, no, Islam is it kind of in the same way they did with Nazbol for a while. And it's always this like overcomplicated. And it's like I mean, you're, you're claiming you're like a pro-white person and then you, you're turning to an Islam and people that are like raping our women and molesting our kids. It's just weird. I'm not even sure if they're genuine. Maybe maybe it's all just trolls or something. But sometimes you come across those kinds of things and you're just like, what goes on in the mind of these people? You know what I mean? It, I, I'm not that I'm not an expert in Islam, but is there like verses or anything that w where you could link it to religion for for rape or anything like that? Yeah, like Jeep. I mean, it's I forget all the ones. Uh, uh, the Torah does the Hirja, right? The migration as a part of conquest, right? The Hirja is that isn't that one of them, or maybe that's a taxation thing. There's a couple of different ones, but yeah, I mean, jihad in a way that's like. Yeah, the the overall view is that the world belongs to Allah, and so to emigrate to an area and and, and deal with the uh, the the non-believers, the heathens, that's like a godly thing to do, right? And so, of course, you can see that it's religiously driven in some cases, uh, with the rape and the gang rapes and the grooming and the attacks and the humiliation crimes and the the violence and all that kind of shit. Oh, did we lose you? You there, Adam? Can you hear me? Oh, interesting. All right, we might have to uh, call him back. Let's see if he comes back. Let me read these while we uh, wait here. Uh, you back, Adam? Yeah. There we go. Okay, good. Did you just lose me, or did you cut out too? Uh, I just you. Your screen went black for some reason. Oh, yeah, wow, that's weird. <laughs> I was gonna say the, uh, the Bible does condone rape. It says slaughter all the the people and and take the young virgins for yourself. Right. Yeah. God God's commandment to the Israelites. There you go. I mean, it's a lot of, yeah, they smite thine enemy, the, the Israelites, they, they kill the neighboring tribes or people and all that shit, right? There's plenty of that. <laughs> plenty of that to go around. Yeah, um, just take, take the virgins for yourself. Nice. <laughs> Bill Hoover says, Adam, have you seen that Ken Burns doc or Burn documentary uh, about the Holocaust? I was wondering your thoughts. Um, have you seen it? I did. Uh, the first episode was a little bit interesting. Uh, I, it's been a while. It wasn't too eventful. I didn't. I didn't 
clip anything from it or covered on any shows it was pretty boring i didn't even finish the rest of it i got it like halfway through the three-part series interesting yeah so i think he is hasn't he done like a number of them or is that his first one on the holocaust i think he didn't he, he do may have done one more i think so because was this was like years ago i remember we played some clips and stuff and it's like he's back doing the same thing again uh, but yeah, sometimes it's fun to check out those <laughs> the pieces that they do and just like, you know, debunk them or like talk about how silly, silly their uh, one dimensional really takes are. It, the angle was like trying to implicate America that America right, was responsible for. Exactly. And that's, that's the narrative that like, oh, evil Edom, evil white Christian supremacist, anti-Semitic Edom America. Like, yeah, they're 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 hyping that up before the they pull the rug out. That's right. RoboThink, happy Friday. Good to see you. Thank you, RoboThink. Let me uh, check here. What do we have? Uh, let me see here. A couple of Dawkins comments. We're a little bit behind here. Let me catch up, guys, uh, over on Odyssey. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, misinformation. Uh, here we go. Oh, he's rejected because he watches uh, No More News and Red Ice. Oh, you mean... Um, wait, who? <laughs> Which who were we talking about? I rejected at the schools. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> there you go. That makes sense. Exactly. I was going to say, maybe that would be the pivot like that. Oh, well, he's, he's he's they scoured his social media and he's a bad per. You know what I mean? Like things like that. But I have seen speaking of that. It's a little bit different. But some of these people now that enter into some of these positions, whether it's an Ivy League school or, for, or for example, in business, you're going to have a somewhat kind of prominent position in a business. They need to they need to show that they have worked to, like for anti-racist causes and things like like what have you done personally in in social life to like improve you know to destroy mm -hmm. whiteness and like there's all these weird things now it, it's not just like down to what you know and what you can do at this company you have to prove that you've like you know you have to virtue signal and prove that you're like a good person you know what i mean to to join even though your position has nothing to do with this now yeah, it, it, they used to have other criteria on how they selected students that not just based on grades and scores, like extracurricular activities or what groups or programs or stuff you were in. So now if it's like you're not in the uh, the ADL no hate club at your high school, you don't get into college. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I wonder what percentages of Jews get rejected to these schools. Yeah, not a sigh of recess. That not a not a lot. I can tell you that much. I had the stats at some point. I, I forget them now. But yeah, it's pretty. Uh... It's pretty telling. Liam J. Terrett says, uh, "With 9/11, we're so uh, with 9/11, we were so Islamophobized. Uh, that's a word uh, that I just attacked the source, i.e., Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Fall with that. Man, I'm following that with 9/11. Yeah, oh, Islamophobized. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. After the war on terror, you know, they were really fear mongering about uh, Islam. Islam, yeah. And this is the clash of civilization between Esau Christianity and Ishmael, where they're pinned against each other. Two two quasi Jewish religions to get the nations to worship the God of Israel, but they're they've always been fighting throughout history. But they both also believe in Jesus. As yeah, a, they mentioned them at least, right? A prophet. Yeah. Yep. yep. Jack Handy says Dawkins endorsed pedophilia. Really interesting. Let me see, <laughs> Let's see what that is. The link here. Mild pedophilia never did me any harm. <laughs> hmm. Atheist scientist Richard Dawkins provokes outrage after he says recent child abuse scandals have been overblown. Really now? Which ones are those? Are those the... In the church? He's saying like Catholic priests? Let me see here. Is overblown? Uh, racism. I'm trying to find... Let me see. Kids, uh, number 
stronger is known for his strong religious criticism said it was important to distinguish between varying levels of pedophilia and that cases involving rape and murder should not be compared to mild touching up <laughs> what the fuck uh yes yeah, good of, of course all of this okay um, maybe i'm zoomed by it here it's a fairly short piece uh victim Malpe, okay while a pupil at boarding school said that such incidences should not be judged by modern standards wait a minute okay oh, so that's he, right he's a victim of he was diddle as a kid so that's that's it sounds like a cope that he's trying to say oh it wasn't that bad it wasn't that know? bad i kind of liked it <laughs> show us where you touched where they touched you where they hurt you isn't it funny though then it's like if if you have many that have become victims they uh, quickly become the the victimizer you know what i mean like right. how that works and and they justify mm -hmm. it or you know they want to process it in some weird fucking perverted ways so that they go on and do it themselves interesting because at first yeah exactly first i thought what he's talking about the grooming scandals of muslims like is he trying to cover for that or is it the catholics or i mean the jews have the same issue there too right with the rape and stuff uh in the orthodox community but it's none of that i guess this is just like stuff that happens in boarding school this happens everywhere now though i mean it's it's wall to wall is religious institutions it's uh, sports teams it's at daycare centers it, it's at hobbies that it's just like out of control you know I mean, pedophilia wow. is like everywhere right now he's saying that these incidents should not be judged by modern standards so like <laughs> if you if you messed with a kid when 30 years ago it was okay but now now it's not is that what he's trying to say i guess is so very strange interview in the times magazine he said i'm very co uh, conscious that you can't condemn people of an earlier era by the standards of our well if you touch fucking kids you can not if you again it's like okay uh, this is just very weird when was this from 2013 okay so it's from a while ago good good link there uh jack candy man jesus he, he's got some problems that guy <laughs> holy shit lampshade denier says jews are not worried uh that um Oh, lost it here. Uh, Jews are not worried that there may be another Holocaust. They know they have complete power. They want to try to screw to uh, screw over, um, put the screws rather to whites at all costs. Even if there was only one white person left on this planet, they would cry out in pain. Uh, basically, that's right. Lampshade Denier says uh, that piece of shit. Dawkins absolutely hates Christians. He advocates removing children from Christian parents. Yeah, again, and then he's like nothing. He cowers and all the other uh, on Judaism and Islam. It's it's interesting. Yeah, um, thank you, La Lampshade. Uh, it's okay to be a nationalist. Says Dawkins was born in Kenya. Someone ought to ask him if he identifies as an Englishman or a Kenyan. Interesting. <laughs> Good one, Archie Dawkins is old. He's more afraid of his books and name being canceled like the Confederates. There you go. Yeah, maybe he's trying to salvage right because he he also saw what happened to. Uh, 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 what's the other guy? Not Francis Crick, his partner there. Remember, he got his, the Nobel Prize stripped because he basically said there were racial differences and things like that. What was his name again? Uh, all of those, like old guys, they're like just, you know, pure raw science kind of guys or whatever. Um, they've realized that, like, nope, everything is being rewritten right now and you got to bow down or you're going to be, you know, post, uh, post humans, post mortem, I guess, you're going to be um, losing your uh, <laughs> your status in society, you know. <clears throat> All right, a couple more here. Portents says, where are we here? There we are. Uh, are political constructs a coping mechanism for the brutal nature of divergence over evolutionary time? Okay, <clears throat> do you want to take that one on? <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't process that one. <laughs> are political constructs a coping mechanism for the brutal nature, nature of divergence over evolution? Brutal nature of divergence over evolutionary time. Diver okay, I'm not sure I understand divergence there. 
brutal nature of divergence over evolutionary time. Well, I mean, political as far as I see it, I mean, political constructs are just like a a, and maybe that is your point, but it it's it's in some way of trying to as as bad as politics is now. You you can't do this because it's so far gone in the process. But as bad as politics is now, at least I can see that a root of it was a kind of attempt to try to basically organize society and have input from people in terms of how to you know make make decisions it, it now it's too big it's too complicated it's too divided and frankly you have so many political factions political uh, uh, I, I you know ideologies and, and and wings I guess that are I mean they're, they're it's so polarized that they'll never be able to work together you know what I mean uh, I'm not sure if that's your uh, question but at least I, th I what I'm saying is I see a need at some point there was a need for for political constructs and and I understand that there was like a need in in human society to try to you know organize it in such a way even if it's not ideal you know what are you going to do like if you're going to have a society you got to do <laughs> got to have something you know what I mean barring of course that you have just a full on uh, you know monarchy or something you know or feudalism or something which frankly uh, which seems more plausible that we're going back to now, Adam. It's more, it, it's not, no, we, in order to save democracy, we have to just shut everyone up and silence everybody, control information, and everyone just needs to obey. That's what political constructs have turned into today, you know? We need a messianic dictatorship every time we'll confess <laughs> and every knee will bow exactly. to the uh, Hebrew Moshiach. That's Simple. the government. That we Easy. Need. Thank you, Portens. Hope hope that uh, <laughs> hope that answers your question. The pagan bear uh, is ancestral worship, no particular god, Noahide compliant, or any other European faith. That's a question for you there. No, they have to worship the God of Israel as the one true God to be Noahide. Archie says every ethnic group needs its own version of history and myths for social harmony. Uh, Tiananmen Square was a parade uh, as a bleak man. I believe Wakanda. <laughs> I believe Wakanda. Men went to the moon. Damn it! Exactly. There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Myths is. It's like um, if you look at much of the work of like Carl Jung or even. Uh, oh man, what's the guy who picked up that? He had a good uh, documentary called the. Uh, was it the, the Circle? Jo uh, I'm say Jordan. What was it? What the hell was his name again? Ah, it'll come to me. Um. It's right on my tip of my tongue. You're talking about. You know who I'm talking about. The kind of myth guy, maybe yeah. Chad has it. He, he did a couple of series. Even Susan Saran, remember her, of course, for some annoying reasons. Susan Brandon like introduced some of these things. Did Jay something? Anyway, those guys. If you look at some of that work, making a, a you know make not making this too long winded um, myths, whether they are foundational or so, like when something is a, a sense of that something is magical is very important to like. To humans, you know, and therefore to human construct, you can't just, you know, remove everything. I think you you need something, even if even if you know it's not true, there is a there is a purpose to those things, and I think that that's why if you look at any human uh, civilization, or if you go way back, you know, what I mean, humans anthropomorphized things. We we you know things in nature. We we turned into gods or something. You know, what I mean, there's a need for those things, and I think if we were to scrape everything clean and free and just like, you know, th not that I'm against science, but I'm just saying it has its room, you know what I mean? It has its place. It's important to keep, you know, traditions and things, and we might know that they're not, you know, 100%, uh, you know, truth or whatever, 
but they serve they serve a purpose of, of fulfilling us in some kind of capacity. I mean, that's just that's just how we are. I think that's your point, uh, Archie, a little bit too. Not sure if you have a comment on that one, Adam. Uh, it's kind of like Plato's noble lie to have like a foundational myth that people can believe in literally but like the higher initiates kind of know the esoteric meanings and and it's it's like they need a, a god in the sky looking down so people will behave in a way yeah joseph campbell thank you archie that, that's right joseph campbell that's that's who i was thinking about uh okay a couple of more here andromeda great show gentlemen i wish you to get together more often and i'm always welcome thank you appreciate that uh uh, dank af if there uh if there is time i would love to hear the she hit sample okay we'll we'll sneak that in a little bit later uh so one more here from Zyrefree. with smartphones social media these crimes are more difficult to suppress yeah they are they are but they're trying and that's the point with like malinformation and stuff and i'd say that again ai artificial intelligence you'll be essentially potentially that's where i think the technology is going Remember Europe talked about these upload filters to like block it before it's posted and these kinds of things. You'll have real-time artificial intelligence updating, editing, and changing the internet or anything that's published digitally immediately in order to control the narrative. That's where I see some of that technology going, Adam. Oh, I know. Just imagine with the technology advancing how they're going to be able to censor more and more, more control of the internet. And of course, that's what we have to have. Uh, we have to we have to do our own things, right? All right, I do I do want to talk about Trump a little bit. Maybe we need to skip forward here because um, that was kind of the <laughs> the theme we wanted for the show. It's so many things to talk about. Um, okay, so Trump here. Let me see if we can find the articles. Where are we here? Uh, Trump was arrested. Recently, obviously, it was an indictment in New York. We covered some of that here in some of the past shows. Uh, it's a huge circus. It's a, I think I made the main point at the time when all this happened. Look at all the things that are happening behind the scenes right now. The de-dollarization, as they call it, right? The Saudi Arabia jumping ship with American, the petrodollar, uh, Russia and China are entering into an even closer kind of relationship together. Uh, even the BRICS countries are creating a new currency that partially is going to be uh, gold by, uh, backed by gold, rather gold backed. There's a number of these things that happen like almost over the course of just like a week, a couple of weeks, which was just like, whoa, shit, like America can be in deep doo-doo economically here. Because all these other countries, of course, they're buying up American debt, right? Because they, they themselves are like tied to that economic system. But if they successfully managed to create their own pole. You, you've heard the language, right? They talk about it now openly. Russia talks about it too, the multipolar world order. This is our articles every other day. We're going to create, you know, this, it's multiple poles now of the new world order. Mm -hmm. And it's basically weakening the American system while you prop up the other ones. So that you, either you're going to have two poles that are e either equally strong or the one ends up dominating over the other one. And you, and you can see, without getting ahead of myself here, you could see that eventually you could you could see a kind of a war uh, of sorts promoted between the, these two forces, kind of like we saw in 1984 between like, uh, uh, you know, Eurasia and Oceania or something like that. And I mean, that that's kind of what it looks like that we're approaching right now. Uh, so, so that's a whole issue in and of itself, like all the problems that we're facing. But the Trump indictment and his arrest ended up, of course, catching most of the media attention. And it's been this huge, ridiculous circus. I don't think there's anything to the case, frankly. 
if you're going to go after presidents for this, imagine what you could do with like George W. Bush, all the shit that he did with the lies of the Iraq war and, you know, <laughs> Obama, the weaponization of the executive en- uh, executive en- agencies, all the corruption. You, I mean, you could rest all of them essentially, right? Mm-hmm. However, one thing that's interesting in this is that his... Uh, his approval rating skyrocketed after this, of course, and mm-hmm. and I, I don't think there's any doubt that he will be the 2024 uh, GOP nominee. I think that's that's clear. Um, I've heard from people saying that like he's winning over all these other people because they're going after him. Th- tell us your take on this, Adam. What do you think th- this is about? Is this is this is this a plan? Do they want to you know uh, reawaken him? Do they? It feels like we're back in 2016 almost again, or at least 2015. You know, leading up to 2016, and we are we going to do this whole thing like four years of this, and people, all the MAGA people are going to hope and pray, and oh, you know, this time he'll really get them. This time he's going to arrest everybody, you know, kind of thing. Nothing will happen. We'll have four more years of. Um, a lot of talk and hysterical leftists thinking that he's like, you know, setting up uh, some kind of Nazi empire or something like that. Uh, what, what do you th- what do you think the purpose of this is? The purpose? Uh, well, I don't know what the what the purpose is or how it happened, but I've seen a lot of leftists saying that they're not happy with a lot of anti-Trump people are like, you know, saying that this isn't a very strong case. I saw john bolton saying that i saw some other people on i think it was msnbc saying that yeah everybody it's very clear that this is just turning him into a martyr and making him more popular and drumming up his base and allowing him to fundraise and and he's really kind of portraying this whole thing as like oh they're they're coming after me because for you because i stand up for you and the people like he's almost sacrificing himself to the corruption the, the 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 trump Cults uh, full of cutards and Christian Zionists like th- see him as like a new King David or a messianic figure that's our only hope to save us from World War Three. Trump said that, that he's been saying that in his speeches lately that that we're on the verge of World War Three and he's the only one that can stop it. That he's going to obliterate the deep state when he gets back in and and all these things. And I see him as the clear front runner. Nobody. Nobody in the—he's like probably the most famous person in the world, even though he's very infam- infamous. Also, yeah, the whole thing with the mug shot, which never happened, into, by the way. This is a fake. This is an AI generated yeah. one, but yeah, they didn't get it for some reason. I, I thought it was they, that they wanted that, you know, they wanted that visual of like, "Ha ha, we got him," kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's definitely turning him into an icon and get just rallying support around him. It's gonna be—you uh, know what I was thinking the other day? How crazy is the? 2024 Republican nomination going to be. Can you imagine all these guys up on stage like Pence, Trump, Pompeo, oh Nikki Haley? Uh, <laughs> if they're going to be arguing the whole time over who's going to like bend over more for Israel with all these Zionists <laughs> that we have going on. Well, basically, and, uh, and, the, and that's why it's like, oh, no, we're doing this for four more years, you know, again here now. And it's just, you know, what I mean, you know, they're this... going to be like, you're anti-Semitic. You ate with Nick Fuentes. You know that he's gonna oh, get... exactly. They yeah. probably won't say his name, though. They'll just be like popular, the most popular neo-Nazi. neo-Nazi. Nick yeah. Um, but yeah, also, and I think Trump knows, like with the Q people have been considering him like a messianic figure that's going to defeat the darkness in the cabal and save the children and save America. So. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I've had on uh, a Christian guy named Donnie Darko who has a whole account on Twitter, like saying he believes that Trump is the is the Antichrist. And he's been on my show going over some of the reasons that he thinks this. Did and you, he pre- 
Did huh? you showed what there just a couple of recent things where like 660 and six and like six no. is being used as a theme or something here? Was that what it was or? No, that was <clears throat> that was something unrelated. Okay. It was 600 <laughs> okay, children abused by the church and I added another six too. That was a joke. Oh, okay. I, it, I added it, six it wasn't priests. six priests that did it. It wasn't. Okay. No, no, I, I <laughs> okay, never that, mind. That was a joke. Okay, just checking. Yeah. All right. Anyway. But, okay. but it's crazy. This guy, Donnie Darko, comes on <laughs> right. my show and yeah. he predicted last year, like almost exactly a year ago, he goes, the, 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 that he will mimic the persecution of Jesus. And then now everybody's making comparisons because, like, like Jesus or in the, the character Jesus, this is all based just on prophecies. They created the story. But he gets arrested right before Passover, right before yeah. Easter. Mm -hmm. And and he also predicts, there's Donnie Darkin, and he predicts his arrest as, as well. Trump also did that a couple weeks ago. And and yeah, so it, it, there will be a second coming of Trump if he gets back into office in 2024, which all these people, Roger Stone's uh, collaborating with all these hardcore Zionist and Christian prophets that say that, mm -hmm. that prophesize that Trump would get in. And um, they're all likening him to King David, saying, oh, King David had all these concubines, so, you know, Trump can have Stormy Daniels and whatever <laughs> other Epstein girl he wants. And uh, so, and I think Trump knows this. The people around Trump know this. So it's like, because all these Christians see him as a savior, it's almost like incentivizes him to kind of like play on that try to play into those tropes right. even more. So it's almost like a self-fulfilling thing yeah but uh yeah i did a video on this the other day and i've done several where i get into like what the rabbis say about him and, and view him and you know he retweeted the guy that said he was the king of israel and, and the, the second coming so there, there's a lot of stuff it really makes you you wonder you know do they have him groom for some sort of role for like the mm. uh the, the downfall of edom they say he's the messiah of edom mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it is interesting <clears throat> that they're playing on this. I mean, you can understand, you know, some of it is like, okay, maybe then the marketability of that and considering, you know, the the audience or the the voter here, essentially, that he's going for. <clears throat> but then sometimes you want to, I think some of them even kind of believed it, right? He had two, I have two clips I can play. Uh, one, I'm not too familiar with her, Anna Perez. She's on some, uh, what is it, the America Talks or something like that, the, the TV, some network, uh, saying that she would be willing to take a bullet for Trump because he's... Uh, what he's doing is actually Christ-like. Let's play that one first. Yeah. Uh, see if we can find her here. Okay, here we go. Uh, something that really kind of inspired me before I did this show uh, was hearing Ryan, what Ryan said in the episode that he did today, right before this. He said, uh, I would take a bullet for President Trump. And when he said that, I, at first I was a little taken aback. I was like, all right, Ryan, that's a, little, that's a little much. But then I thought about it for a split second, and then I realized, no, it's not. You know why? Because President Trump would take a bullet for me. President Trump is taking a bullet for me. President Trump is prepared to take a bullet for all of us. What he's doing is actually Christ-like, and I never thought that before until today. I actually used to make fun of people who would say that because I thought, okay, that's not made fun of them, but I would be like, all right, that's a little extreme, but he's literally going to prison for us. <clears throat> Isn't this like blasphemy or something? I mean, like comparing him to, <laughs> to Jesus. And there's other, this is uh, Larry Elder posting this, by the way, the meme here we showed earlier on screen. Let me go back to that so you can see that again. Uh, Jesus rose from the dead and Trump will be president again. Have a happy Easter, right? Uh, and then we have one more clip here. It's Marjorie Taylor Greene. So she went to New York and apparently she was like, what, booed out of there or something. It was a huge uh, shit show, essentially. 
she uh, got out of there fairly quick, but she jumped into a car and uh, they did some live streams or something, recorded maybe just a video. And she brings up a similar thing there, too, that uh, Trump is one of the most incredible people in history being arrested uh, and comparing them to comparing him to uh, two other uh, guys. Listen to this. President Trump is joining some of the most incredible people in history being arrested today. Um, Nelson Mandela was arrested, served time in prison. <laughs> oh, Jesus, no. Jesus was arrested and murdered by uh, the Roman government. There have been many oh, people throughout. Are we, do, are we doing this, uh, Marjorie? Are we doing the Roman <laughs> government, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, isn't she the big, like, I, you, know I who, <laughs> you know who else was arrested, wrote a book in jail? Like I, I, exactly right. So you're gonna write it, write us a book. The, the leftist, the art can, of the comeback. <laughs> the the leftist can have can have that right. Well, look who, who else was in prison, you know, and then they can have well, you know, Christ. But yeah, really, Romans. You don't even. There's no other part here. <laughs> and murdered by the Roman government. There uh, have been many people throughout history that have been arrested and persecuted by radical, corrupt governments, and it's beginning today in New York City. Um, and I just can't believe it's happening. But I'll always support him. He's done nothing wrong. Now, let me be clear. I think it isn't. I think it's crazy. Like what is being done? But I, I, my my you know, spin essentially on this or take or whatever, like the way I, I interpret this is, well, there's always two possible, there's always different possibilities, but like, yes, you can kind of recognize that, but like many of these leftists that they, they cannot help themselves. They don't care. As I said, they wanted that mugshot. They wanted the drama around this. They think it maybe it will hurt him kind of thing in, in he wanted uh, it. He, I, I, yeah, exactly. I'm saying there's also people here, uh, not just those leftists or media people. They're just like crazy and have hubris here. But they're like, we, this will help him, and so therefore let's do that because this will actually. Both leftists are not doing that, but I'm saying there's other people uh, in the establishment that have that view. That's what I think. I, I agree, and what what I kind of see with Trump is, you know, I believe that the Bible is a script and a blueprint and these prophecies is the goal. And just by believing in them and trying to like manifest them and, and uh, hasten them, if they're their goal, their prophecy is to get all the nations to worship the God of Israel. They accomplished that with Islam and Christianity. If, if they, their goal was to, you know, be scattered and then return to the land, they did that. They recreated the state of Israel. Now they're rising power in the nations, and now they have this leader, this this divisive, you know, leader that's a total shabos to Israel. But he also is, you know, portrayed as like a total anti-Semite and the next Hitler and, and white supremacist and stuff. So yeah, it's like the two sides of Esau and how they benefit them from both ways. And um, you know, I'm just I'm wondering. He's got so many connections. He got the Kabbalah Award in the 1980s. His uh, he's his connection there with Jared Kushner. It just makes me wonder, you know, what kind of the way he was kind of built up and turned into an icon by the you know real estate people in New York. Mm -hmm. It just and now everybody's calling him Jesus. Like Donnie Darkin predicted, he the the whole idea of Trump being persecuted like Jesus is going to intensify, and then boom, here it is. Like exactly. And I and I was speculating. Is he gonna uh, resurrect on Easter Sunday and, and come back to Twitter? Twitter account, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that. Yep, it's still a possibility. Yep, because Wouldn't it's be it's something? open. <laughs> it's true. Um, yeah. Now I want to bring into this here too. I mean, there's obviously a lot of you know angles you can do on this, but 
I, I'm I'm thinking how how well planned out this is in terms of like the uh, the these two polls. I mean, they could do this with Trump or without, right? But you could kind of see that like an an, inv- an invigorated. Uh, you know, patriotism of sorts, you know, kind of coming back, you know, if, if Trump got elected and things like this, right? Mm-hmm. While I think it would just be kind of a waste of time, you know what I mean? Like, we'd, we've done this already, we've been here, we're, it just feels like we're in a time loop, you know what I mean? It's just like another four years of wasted of a lot of these conservatives, like hoping and kind of, you know, he'll get them this time and nothing happens and then, you know, it's 2020, what, eight then all of a sudden and, you know, uh, it will be locked in at that point. We're, we're close to Agenda 2030, but... Um, Russia and China, right? The other the other uh, issue here with you know whether then Trump is in or not, you could kind of see how they'll they'll ramp up to just a, 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 a in a way as Trump I think correctly said like a, a world war, like they're pushing really hard for these two sides to to separate themselves uh, to grow stronger independently. Well, not not America grow stronger, but they're weakening America right now to kind of level that playing field, and then yeah. eventually you could have like a huge just war again. Essentially, it would be you know taking place in Europe, probably, you know what I mean? Um, and Putin talking about the, the multipolar world order. You've actually even had some Jews uh, that say that Israel should actually side with Russia and China. Let me play that clip here, uh, which I thought it was kind of an interesting... Uh, I think you've, you've played this guy before, too. Um, forget his name, but check this out here. Yeah, Rabbi Yosef Mizrash, Mizrahi, maybe? Yeah. Money keeps going to them nonstop. That's how they pay, they advertise, that's how they make all these TV stations and studios. All European anti-Semite money and American. i give you an example. As soon as the government was elected, the Democrats over here say they don't want to meet anyone from the Israeli government. Not Smotrich, not Ben Gvir, not Bibi, no one is welcome here. The government is already a few months in power. They refuse to let Netanyahu meet Sleepy Joe. Not that he can meet him, because anyway he will be sleeping in the middle of the meeting, but at least pretend to meet him. <laughs> they don't allow. As soon as yesterday he said that he's putting everything on hold, immediately the White House published news that after Passover, Netanyahu will be invited to the White House. If I'm Netanyahu, I say, no, thank you. I don't want to see your lousy face. I'll wait until the election, two more years. I don't want to... Uh, okay, I see where it's going. Okay, let's he just finish. He knows Trump is getting back. Exactly. In. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a different spin on this then. But reg- okay, regardless, my point was, even if Trump does get in or not, I still think you could see a pivot towards a strengthening China-Russian relations that at least Israel would side with them, you know, kind of thing. Uh, uh, Russia, uh, Israel refused to sanction Russia, and they're doing huge trade with Russia. Chabad's been organizing. You know, Putin and Bibi have been friends for a long time. Uh, China and Israel, you know, a tech match made in heaven. They're for sure that, that they will they will turn on America in a heartbeat. They're already working behind our backs and 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 uh, sharing, you know, colluding with with uh, our enemies. But they will openly abandon us and be like oh well you're evil white supremacist america anyway watch that that'll be the turn netanyahu's already saying you know criticizing trump for meeting with nick fuentes and uh and that's a thing so formation yeah and this is world economic forum too remember like the, the eight per, or ten predictions for 2030 it said mm-hmm. america will no longer be a superpower yeah it'll and, be multiple uh, countries you know be mm-hmm. yeah because i mean that's an old like there's an old book called like the uh, i think it was city of 
not city of London, city of the, I forget what the title was from it, but they talked about, this used to be a classic old uh, British, you know, kind of technique, like you, that's why you saw this, at least in the 1800s and stuff, you saw these weird and, and going into the 1900s, um, and even the 20th century actually too, but they side with France one year, you know, to 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 fight Germany, and then the, the two years later they side with Germany to fight France, and then they, you know, they go with Russia, and then they, it was this constant balance of power is the concept that at its called, right? You have to balance out the power and make sure that no one can kind of, you know, uh, uh, get an upper hand essentially. So you always side with number two, let's say, or something like that, in order to bolster them to be a counterweight or balance it out. And you can kind of see that that's happening right now too with this very strong from because think about it. Uh, it, it, this could, of course, be very well-played politics, you know, kind of thing by Putin and even Xi and stuff like that, right? But they were meeting recently. They're making new deals and stuff. There's b both on the defense front. They're talking about the one uh, dollar, right, going over to that as opposed to the petrodollar, things like that. And uh, you could kind of see that they would, they they like this. They would utilize each other's dependency, right? It's a it's a relationship maybe formed in antagonism against the U.S. But Russia has almost been, because of the uh, sanctions and stuff, they've almost been isolated from the financial hardships that we've seen in the, in the West recently. That was so weird about it. Their, their central bank is actually like in the green uh, compared to like most European nations, right? We're like, we're running out of ammunition. We're giving all our weapons to Ukraine. Morale is low. We, we Energy problems in Europe. Like, we don't even know if we're going to be able to heat our homes in, in, in winter 2023 and 2024. Um, you know, they blew up the Nord Stream, of course, which forced Europe in a way, like, and especially Germany, to like, okay, well, the, the, there's no even possible way to side with Russia anymore. And so w when doing that, they drove Russia into the arms of China, creating that opposite pole. You know what I mean? And so now that the multipolar world order is a stepping stone to a one world order, I think on some level they realized we can't just pull this off overnight. We can't just go straight to that. There's too many differences. Let's create... Pepsi and Coca-Cola again. Let's you know what I mean? let's create two two strong factions that eventually will like go to war with with each other and will have a ma I mean because think about it. I think the, the the establishment would love nothing more than another, you know, completely useless brotherly war in Europe where just millions of of white Europeans die. You know what I mean that I, I can see that as a And it's their play. prophecies too. Yeah. They've been saying Russia is Gog and Magog. Putin's this like antichrist figure. Uh, the Christian Zionists have been saying this for a hundred years. The rabbis are saying the same thing. They want a Gog and Magog end times Armageddon war. The Christians, the Christians want it like John Hagee's and stuff. This is his book, Earth's Last Empire. That's mm, that's yep. the eagle. It represents Edom. And this is what this is what they, they believe. That the the final empire, the the American empire, has to fall, has to be destroyed. This is the prophecy: Edom must be destroyed for their messianic age to commence. And uh, it, you know, we got China and Taiwan dr drama, Iran and Israel intensifying, Ukraine. There's even a top Kabbalist rabbi in the 17th century, Guyona Vilna, who says that the Ukraine and Russia is going to be like the set off of the the yeah. end time messianic war. Remember hearing that too? Yeah. Yeah, it's the not Ukraine my opinion. Plan. This is just what what they're all saying. This yeah. is, and it's I don't think it's a coincidence that this is what's happening. And I don't think it's God's hidden hand. I think it's them a, trying a plan. to Yeah. 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 Did you um I th I think you uh, you don't take much credence of that, but it, it was this for a while there of like y Ukraine being like Israel 2.0, you know, kind of thing. I'm not saying it's going to take over the role of Israel, but like another yeah. region that's going to be very dominated by those same force forces essentially. 
Well, Chabad has been large, very influential in Russia and in Ukraine. There's the, also they a lot came of out of Ukraine. They, they're founded right. in Ukraine. Have you seen that? They have this huge, uh, is it Chabad house? I showed it in one of the shows yeah. recently, but it's like this massive Chabad complex. It's in uh, one of the, what, eastern, eastern, mm -hmm. somewhat eastern portion of, of Ukraine, I think. Yeah, there's conspiracies that they're trying to, that, that you know, the real, uh, the fake Jews of Israel, though, are they're trying to set up their Kazaria again. The oh, yeah. Kazarian. Yeah. Kazaria is straight disinfo. That's, they're not trying to set up a new Kazaria. I do not believe that at all. Israel is where the Holy Land is for them. Mm. Mount Zion, the third temple in Jerusalem. That's their obsession. Yeah. I mean, they would, I'm sure they wouldn't like, they would like a lot of control and influence and land and why not if also. they can sure you right know, that's yeah. where they can, that is where that where habad lubavitch was founded but it's not to create a kazarian empire the, right kazaria is not what motivates these people it's the talmud the zohar and the torah yep uh here's more uh, from, from russia here right uh sergey Karag Karaganov, we are witnessing the birth of a new world order where the west will have to live within its means and it's it, a lot of this is this cringe kind of like uh, it's it, it, all the cultural Marxist academic points that we've seen regurgitated over the last, what, 60, 70 years now since the Frankfurt School moved into uh, Columbia University are being reiterated by Putin and Russia. Uh, the West are, are racism, uh, it's racism and colonialism, and, the, and they're using those same talking points against us. I'm not yeah. sure if they believe it or they just think, well, there is enough momentum within the West of these kinds of talking points, so let's just underline them. It costs them nothing in a way to do this. But at the same time, with a so-called denazification campaign in Ukraine, I think that they're genuinely, I mean, obviously they, they do have a problem with, with, with Ukraine because of like, you know, NATO's, America's meddling in Ukraine. I mean, there is a problem there. There's tensions there. I'm not trying to say it's completely, you know, kind of irre irrelevant. But part of it was this, like, no, we need to go after the Nazis in Ukraine. And and yes, they have Azov, there's National Socialist groups or whatever, but but clearly that's not the biggest problem. There's like a couple of battalions of them, and sure, they're there. And I mean, it's, it's, it's sickening to see the West funding and aiding and helping those people when they're like, go overboard bending this was backwards to find so-called nazis in western european countries and and you know right. in some cases nato goes in and bombs countries because there's nazis in these countries you know what i mean like serbia and stuff like that uh, but in this case they're just willing looking the other way that's very annoying that should be pointed out but clearly azov is not the biggest zog is a bigger problem than azov you know <laughs> in ukraine right. you know what i mean like that america's uh meddling in it how they're using it as a kind of a money laundering campaign and just all the squander and they're sending Ukrainian men just into the meat grinder on some front lines like Bakhmut. They like the average survival length is like four hours once they've sent in there. If you stand with Ukraine, well, you're sending a bunch of Ukrainian men into the meat grinder, you know what I mean? But then Russia, again, just to go back to that point, uh, the model of total domination by the Western countries is unfair. It divides the world into first and second class people and is therefore racist and neocolonial. You, you've seen some of these talking points and it's like, mm -hmm. if they were honest, there's a lot of other things that they could say about the West of who controls things yeah. and how bad it was, but they not, they're not doing that, which is like either it's the greatest, someone said this, that Putin reiterates these points is the greatest intelligence failure in like human history, or he's not going into it because he's they're part of the other the, the other side of the coin in all right. of this you know what i mean 
Yeah. I, I'm not saying like that's a limited, case. like a limited controlled opposition type of criticism that he has. Right. And, and this is the narrative that they're put, they're purveying to like the Russian Orthodox church, the Kirill. He says, Oh, we're fighting the satanic antichrist right. West. That's how they're framing this. The evil satanic West, you know, global, global homo, the new Sodom and Gomorrah that, you know, we, what, we know what happens to them. And in Kabbalah, Edom and Esau, e Edom, which is the West and European countries in America, According to them, they believe that that is the descendants of Esau. That's e that's uh, Jacob's evil twin brother. The Jews are from Jacob. The Gentiles are more specifically Europeans are from Esau. And Esau's guardian angel is Satan. So they do. And yeah, Putin's going after the Nazis in Ukraine. They're, they're saying Nazis are everywhere secretly running America. They're saying a Nazi's in a White House with, with Trump when he's the greatest right. president Israel's ever had. We got amazon hunter shows about secret nazis everywhere we got captain america movies about you know operation paperclip and really there's the nazis didn't lose they just went underground in america we got all the QAnon people saying uh similar stuff we got uh jonathan greenblatt with his new book out it could happen here another holocaust <laughs> in america this is just all the narrative and yeah it's not going to happen obviously that's not going to happen but that's the narrative that they're going to put out there in their stories and as they're writing history and then it'll be just like another another casualty of the chosen people they say oh all the empires the assyrians the egyptians the greeks the romans they all right. persecuted us and then they were all destroyed that's <clears throat> that's what they'll be saying about america if they uh accomplish their prophecies yeah i mean clearly uh, as we said here this is not the big problem in the west is not like uh, nazism and you know i mean the, we already have the whole western government going after everybody that they don't agree with as being supposed nazis and stuff like that mm -hmm. so you know you could see that uh, putin would be in enough I, I mean but i'm not saying that that's their interest they're just as i said before they're I, I can understand they're just doing what they need to do to like to 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 essentially the, the best way i can say it is to inflict more polarization internally in the West, you know what I mean? Because that, that would benefit them. If they can weaken us, if they can have Antifas and conservatives or whatever, right-wingers or Nazis, have fighting with each other uh, and slowly kind of breaking down the fabric of our societies, that would ultimately benefit the other pole that's trying to rise right now between China and Russia, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, is one of the comments here, like Xi Jinping, this is when they're meeting here before Putin uh, says bye to, to Xi here. Uh, the first day of their meeting. Uh, Xi Jinping says, there are changes going on now that haven't happened for 100 years, and we're moving these changes, what is it, forward? Um, we're moving these changes together. Maybe the subtitle is a little different. Putin, I agree. Xi Jinping, take care of yourself. Please, dear friend, Putin, happy road, right? Um, so they know on some level uh, that they have an opportunity here that they haven't had in a very long time, right? I mean, they know that America is weakening. Uh, and it's like, you know, well, in a way, you could say, well, good, because this has been a huge problem, you know, kind of thing. But don't let, don't fool yourself, uh, people out there who like, or maybe say you're anti, you know, global home on the kind of things that America's done on the international side. It's not going to be any better, probably a time, you know, much worse, worse under like China and, and and Russia or the BRICS, the new pole that's kind of rising up or whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, it'll be rapid inflation. It'll be a crash. It'll be empty shelves. It'll be it'll be very chaotic. It'll be a disaster. It'll be like what they want. They don't just want EDOM to just not be the world superpower anymore. They want EDOM to be completely annihilated and destroyed. Right. Yeah. So it wouldn't be. 
a multipolar world order very long. No, it'll be <laughs> right back to unipolar right. from Jerusalem from and Israel colluding with Russia and China. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, you have uh, what is it now? Israel is doing another uh, terror campaign on Lebanon, the Gaza Strip. We haven't even talked about this, but, there, you know, we, we don't have to get into detail on this now. We're going to round up here shortly. But, uh, yeah, a lot of moving pieces right now. And uh, it, it's not looking good. And partially, of course, as we know, the destabilization have been uh, very intentional. This, this is not some accident or even... I think it's easy to look at Biden and say, oh, look at the mismanagement. Uh, you know, he's clearly like a, just a fall guy. You know, I mean, a f perfect f you know, guy to just put in there as everything is descending. Um, yeah, it's like it's yeah. almost like he's been put in. The only thing that, if like they're writing a script, the only thing to make it more crazy is for Trump to lose everybody to think that the system's so corrupt. So the left are so evil and, and pedophiles and satanic and all that stuff. And then we really need we need a savior more than ever, don't we? Don't we really need a savior to step in and, and right. fix, yeah. fix things? I and of course, that, and of that's going to be. Yeah, right. Exactly. No, it's going to be Trump. And I mean, uh, and also, this is so frustrating with it, right? With the, that you're you're getting this character that the the left then can he has all the he, Trump has all the right enemies also. You know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to be wrapped up into that of you, mm -hmm. you turn oh, yeah. on msnbc and cnn and you see all the talking heads and all the former F fbi people are just like oh my god he's a nazi and you know things mm -hmm. like that and my point was like well if we if we only got half of what they're claiming that he's about uh, <laughs> out of trump but we, but we don't he's like a a weak you know opposition which is as you've clarified who's more pro-Israel than he is pro-America and actually standing up for like the majority demo demographic group in, in, in America, while the left is like freaking out over saying he's building a new Nazi empire, oh my God, you know, kind of thing. So you're getting all the all the pushback and the negative consequences of, of them freaking, the establishment left freaking out, uh, but you're getting none of the benefit of having then this, you know, right-wing leader in right. charge that's actually going to do things that starts benefiting your people. So we're getting nothing, but we're getting screwed over. <laughs> I mean, that's what's so And all both sides it. are doing is arguing over who the bigger anti-Semite is. Essentially, exactly. The right, conversation right. becomes. Because he's always like, oh, those, those, why would any Jews support the left? They need a Jexodus, you know, they're, uh, look at all I did for Israel. They should all support me. They should be more gracious. And they're all anti-Semites, AOC. Remember when Trump was interviewed with the Jewish guy and he said, oh yeah, Israel used to have complete Complete power over Congress. Yeah, that's Total right. Power in now right they don't have anymore. <laughs> and not anymore though, because of AOC. And it's horrible. Yeah, the squad. Oh yeah, my God! Squad. It's not even uh, you. You know, it's like their one redeeming quality <laughs> that they yeah. have. Put it's me like, back in, and I'll I'll put Israel back in control. Exactly. Of Congress, that, that's basically right. What he implies. That's right. Someone made this meme of both Russia and Ukraine uh, uh, calling each other Nazis, but it's it's the same. You could put yeah. the GOP and the and the Democrats in in the <laughs> instead of mm -hmm. Ukraine and Russia, right? That's what it's all. It's descended into the silliest. Uh, you know, was it Godfrey's law, you know, kind of thing. The, the Nazi accusation is immediately, and they think they're going to win on that. They're not sufficiently pro-Israel. Oh, really? All right. Uh, let me take a couple of these here. Prasen Blik Blik. I don't see an I in there or an A. So that's 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 how we'll call it. Thank you. It says, uh, let's get these shekels up, people. Thank you. Archie says, uh, this week, Tucker Carlson showed Trump suggesting that prosecutor Jack Smith changed his name. The audience laughed at the tribal reference. Smith's early life section doesn't confirm the dog whistle, but I think Trump knows. Oh, really? Interesting. Was this the guy? Was this the guy that had donated to like Democrats? I saw something in passing about that or something that put it. it could, I'm, maybe I'm getting that name wrong, but 
Okay, interesting, really. Got to check out the trucker segment on that. Um, <clears throat> let me see here. A second Wanderer, good to see you. Says, uh, is it just me or does all these so-called alt-right media outlets like Blaze have been completely cucked and would never say the things we are not afraid to say regarding the truth? Yeah, I mean, I, and I wouldn't even use that term anymore, but I get your point. Of, yes, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're all they're all the same with Tucker and stuff. They're steam valves. They're, they're, they're there to to keep your interest uh, you know, sufficiently uh, peaked or whatever the term would be, uh, like uh, keep you occupied and in engaged and in any way enraged too, um, until they can do all the things they want to do to us, until we're replaced and stuff. Because because none none of these people ever talk about a solution, right? I've said that many times too. In terms of at least like they can point out the the kind of the crimes of the left or something like that. It would do, not that they would touch you know Israel or something, but at least they do that. But then as soon as you're like, well, okay, well, let's start restoring some of those policies then. Let's fight back and let's let's undo some of the... No, 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 you can't. Then the Nazi card comes out again. No, 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 no. we as white people can't organize, you see. We can't take our own side. And that's what you get from these outlets. And, there's, and yes, so they're there to uh, to occupy you. Uh, second one or against us. Although Matt Walsh recently... Right? Yes, we played that. He had quite a, a flip-flop. But I, th I, think there's a I think there's a hook there. I think okay. he's trying to get ahead of the trend because that, in a way, it's good. I, I, I've said this. I don't care who says this as, as long as it's being said. However, I he do said see. It well, too. You know, yeah, he did. But but as long he is trying to get ahead of the curve to de, to not derail it, maybe, but to steer it down a different path, like he used to do. And I, we didn't get time to talk about that. But look at this old post. It's still up on themattwaltzblog.com. This is I, there's not a date on here, but I believe it's on 2013 or 14. He used to know about, before he joined Ben Shapiro, he used to know about this stuff with Israel and, and being called anti-Semites and criticism of them and stuff. But now he just, kind of like Paul Joseph Watson, right? They knew about this stuff, but then they joined an outlet where you can't talk about it anymore. So he intentionally looks the other way. That's the dishonest thing. All the terms he used, he talked about white well-being. He, he used all these terms that people kind of around or in our spheres have been using for a time, Matt Walsh. So he knows some of these things. And so I just don't trust the guy. We'll see what happens. Maybe, hopefully I'm proved wrong and he's going to be, you know, very good on all these issues and stuff. We'll see what happens. But I don't know. It's very hard he, to trust he, him. He's been doing such a good job on the, the trans issue with his documentary and stuff. It, but then I was like, you know, but on Israel, he comes up so short. And then this comes out and this got leaked. Somebody dug this up, basically. I right. love the headline, too. Bow before Israel unless you're an anti-Semite. Yeah. Bow before Yahweh unless, or else you're an anti-Semite. And then the Christians say, bow before Jesus, Yeshua, or you're a Jew. But <laughs> it's so funny. He's calling, talking about how people are criticizing Chuck Hagel because he said something anti-Israel. And that was Netanyahu, or that was uh, Shapiro who was doing that. They found the tweets of Ben Shapiro oh, really? being uh, one of these Zionists that he's talking whoops. about in this article. Interesting. But yeah, he okay. used to talk about it and never anymore. Nope. He, he's getting paid probably millions yeah. a year yeah. to not cover this issue. And that's the situation with the blaze. Infowars, all of these, you know, outlets on the right, they're yeah. all kosher. Yep, that's right. Did you see this one? Is it, it considering all this anti-trans, anti-trans stuff, right? Ancient, ancient mm -hmm. Judaism recognize a range of gender. It's time we did too. I, I mean, Matt Walsh would just say, "Well, that's not real Judaism." They uh, they will always come back with something like that kind of thing. But no, it looks like now mainstream. Like uh, we we don't have time to play it now. But there's another clip of a of a, a rabbi, a Jewish guy, talking about that too, like the gender diverse nature that's in the, you know, the Torah and the, uh, whatever scriptures there is. <clears throat> but um, 
No, on that front, it's totally fine. Matt Walsh will continue to defend that, at least for now. Uh, hopefully I'm proven wrong at some point. Uh, the second wanderer here, follow up there to that one, says, uh, and it seems Red Ice is the only piece of right-wing media that still refuses to allow that to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there are, of course, others that, that talk about that too. But the, if you go to the ma like mainstream, or the, those, who are, those who are talking about like being canceled but actually never are, they never have Dan Bongino or whatever, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. They bring up the, oh my God, you know, the left cancel culture and stuff like yeah, I mean, you're not getting banned from anything, you know. Um, limited on Twitter once, or like YouTube gave you a strike or something. Ooh. Uh, not that they should, but I'm just saying, you know. Zafri, a couple here from uh, Zafri, US Rotten Foreign Policy created this. What nation would want to work with financial slash th sanctions thugs? Us exceptional arrogance, uh, US rather, uh, exceptional arrogance created this. Well, yeah, and again, and those who control uh, America, obviously. Yeah, who are the arrogant ones? Yeah. Who are going to be just fine when America collapses? And, and who's going to be scapegoated and actually suffer from it? Who has a backup country to go to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you. You can put uh, religious masks on economic situations or no mask. Russia fighting economic financial bullying. No, I, I'm saying I'm not saying there's it's justified. I'm just saying you could see that the counterweight will be a very beneficial um, opposition to have. If, if this is going to lead us into like a, a World War III type scenario, you know what I mean? That you need to strengthen the counterpart to make as much damage as possible, kind of thing. I'm not trying to justify and say anything that's happening in, uh, you know, against Russia's fair or anything like that. Uh, anyway, continuing, there are many victims of the bullying, Syria, Cuba, Russia, Venezuela, etc. What na uh, nation wants to be regime change war targets? Uh, all the U.S. does, sad to say, but maybe U.S. can fix itself, uh, focus re rebuilding. Yeah, I mean, it's about... It's about the people that control America. It's about those who control American foreign policy. It's those who benefit from it. But what we're saying too is that here it's like it's it's a blame. It's also an internal dialogue of a blame against the people of America, right? Those who founded the country and stuff. It's their rate. It's racism or neo-colonialism or stuff like that. A Putin. I, I get your point, but I'm saying a Putin here therefore would do very well saying clearly. He doesn't have to say. Jews control America, but I'm saying he can say there's a disproportionate amount of Jews in the Biden regime. Why? What? You know why? Or you know things like that, right? He said We're it. Talking of, about of, APEC and ADL and Israel control over America. Exactly. Not talk about any of that stuff. As far as I know, he's not. I've not seen any of those clips. He've said he've had comments where he points out that most people, like in the Soviet regime in the early days, the Bolshevik movement were Jews. He'd said those kinds of things about Russia. But, but in no. that context, he was saying, but they persecuted the Chabad Lubavitchers. That, that, oh, that's, that's why right. he was saying that. It was Jews that, that ran the government, and that's why the Christians and the Jews were persecuted, because it was secular Jews. You know, uh, Putin had a top, one of his top officials a few months ago call out Chabad Lubavitch and say that I remember he was fired yeah he was and then he got fired yep. shortly yep. after we covered it absolutely yeah it's pretty crazy uh all right let me see here I think we're caught up we're gonna round up right there then it's been great having you here Adam thank you for joining us sitting in today actually we do I call them more here on entropy let me take those two appreciate you guys uh President Obungas and James Watson that's right the the scientist thank you that's right that was a while ago now but yeah James Watson it's funny because the other guy was a J name too we're looking for but yeah that's right. He he had his Nobel Prize. I'm thinking of him in context to uh, Richard Dawkins, right? That these like science guys, just pure science kind of guys. And you know, Dawkins has his own, as we clarified, his own, you know, cultish kind of mentality and some other issues. But um, these old guys just standing their ground and talking about the things they've talked forever. Now they're just nope. You're you're out of favor now. You know, historically they're smeared and targeted and get their prizes. Like James Watson got his Nobel Prize uh, stripped right from him. 
just for saying the kind of things that gave him that prize, essentially, in the beginning. Black Phillip says, uh, I despise Andrew Tate, but he did say uh, one thing that stuck with me. Uh, he said in Stockholm, he felt he was running... Let me see here. Uh, he said in Stockholm, he felt he was running the city, breaking minor laws and having his way with the local women. He said only uh, things was to... He said only things was to stay away from Somali gangs, not not cops. Uh, well, no, of course. I mean, of course, a broken clock get it, get it right <laughs> occasionally. It's not that everything he says is wrong all the time. No, of course not. Um, no, no, he's talking about the the collapse of of. Well, yeah, but then, so we can see those things. Uh, we played a clip a while back with Tate glorifying. Uh, essentially, like the Muslim gang uh, rape gangs in in uh, in Sweden and other Nordic countries and stuff like that. Like, ha ha, they're not doing shit about that. Yeah, well, one yeah, of the they're so weak. They right. let these people do. Yeah, that, like yeah. rubbing in in your faces and stuff and without them taking into account as well that like, well, look at just one example, right? But this is a good example of it, like anarcho tyranny, right? Where essentially the Muslims can essentially do whatever the hell they want. They get a slap on the wrist when they rape little girls, you know, things like this. While, of course. Swedish men that whether they organize in a group and fight back or whatever would be getting the boot uh, the full consequence of the law uh, down on them in, in two seconds right um, take the Quran burning right the, the, the Danish guy uh, strong Kush Rasmus Paladin is in Stockholm is burning Qurans then the government says well you know that's causing riots so therefore let's burning the Quran it's not the crime act of doing the riots that's the problem so now they're folding on their own so-called free speech things. You can still burn a Bible. You can burn the Norse Eddas. You can burn a Talmud. That was going to be tested, by the way, but that didn't happen. <laughs> the Islamic guy that was going to burn a Talmud in front of, or some of the Jewish texts, in front of a synagogue in Stockholm ended up delaying that. I would love to see that to see how the state reacted. But regardless, the point is the law is there. It's very strong against Swedish people. Like if we do something, we'll be just slightly overstepped the boundary. In some cases, not even that. The full consequence of the law is there while they're allowed to run amok, almost encouraged to do it. And that's one of the reasons so far. We haven't lost enough to fight back. But at some point, there's going to be like nothing left to lose. And then I think you're going to see a different game. But right now, a lot of Swedes know, as soon as you fight back, as soon as you would do something or organize or get together in a gang and beat up a rapist or something, holy shit, they'd put these people in jail for 30, you know, 30 years or something like that, you know, decades. Uh, so that's one of the reasons. But yeah, no, of course. I mean, correct. He's pointed out the problems in uh, in uh, partially in Sweden. Glenn the Chinaman, good to see you. I hate when uh, people say China is lesser of the two evils simply because they don't like al uh, <laughs> alphabets or blacks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's funny. I uh, hope you're doing well, Glenn. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it, again, look at the... Have you covered uh, who set up the communist regime in China? Uh, Sidney Rittenberg mm -hmm. and Kissinger and I know there's like an article I think it's from the Ford like Jews that set up Mao's China or something like that yep it's very interesting isn't it the cultural it, revolution it goes back even to like the Silk Road even it does like, yeah, yeah. There, there, there was something to do I forget we covered part of it maybe there's more to cover that but it is kind of interesting but yeah uh, it's funny how you know China had this ancient culture they had uh, you know development a lot of good 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 things here here comes communism here comes some jews move in and all of a sudden you have a cultural revolution millions of people dead all the whole culture is being eroded under them and stuff like that and now you know people in the conservative movement are like you know the chai are the big problem <laughs> you know what i mean it's like and, it, and it's not that it isn't that sure there's a problem 
But like, who created those problems, and what's the reason why uh, you know politicians in America are being allowed themselves to be bribed by these forces and stuff like that? Like, America's already been invaded. And the things that they're complaining about that China does, it's already happened to them by like Israeli, <laughs> Israelis and, and, and Jewish interests, essentially. You know what I mean? Uh, but they will just look the other way. All right. Uh, anyway, Adam, nomornews.com. Tell us about uh, where people can uh, check your latest stuff, your videos, follow your posts and so forth. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed covering all this news with you. Nomornews.org. And I'm streaming on Odyssey, posting on BitChute, Twitter, Rumble, Telegram. All the links are on the website. I got playlists exposing Christianity and talking about these prophecies, compilations of rabbis. If, you, if you're not familiar, please check them out. Very good. Nomornews.org. That's the website. And of course, from there, you can find Aussie, BitChute, Rumble, your Twitter and stuff like that. Are you shadow banned on Twitter as far as you know, or is it fairly uh, It decent? feels a little slow lately. It didn't pay. It picked up a while back. So I don't know if they got some new. Dude, now that they released, like uh, Elon released what the uh, how the algorithm worked. It's like if anybody blocks you, you lose points. And like I know I'm on blacklist because all, all the time I'll they'll, I'll find somebody on Twitter and I'll be like I've never even seen that person never heard of this person but somehow they have me blocked it's because they circulate these block lists and then that hurts your algorithm so hmm. they were like rigging the system in a way really yeah huh interesting all right yeah hopefully it's hopefully I mean he hopefully he does the right thing he could definitely do a lot of things but I just don't trust the guy you know what I mean <laughs> generally I just don't trust the guy yeah uh, me neither. but we'll see what happens thank you Adam really appreciate it uh, I'll say bye to the audience here last couple of things but yeah have, okay. a, have a great one Adam thank you again for coming right. on we'll see you guys later thank you Adam thanks later take care all right, guys, thank you uh, for joining us today. We are not going to be back with Western Warrior next because we're taking actually a couple of days off uh, to celebrate Ostara Easter here with uh, with the kids and so forth. So we're taking kind of uh, Saturday and Sunday off. But uh, I'll probably be back with something uh, on the member section probably Monday or Tuesday. Not sure what yet, but uh, we'll come up with something. Uh, however, if you miss miss out uh, the uh, the archived shows, now is a great time to get in there. RedHouseMembers.com. Uh, check out Western Warrior, uh, one of our flagship shows, the best produced one. We spend a lot of time there. Uh, so definitely, it's definitely worth it. It's only 10 bucks a month. Uh, and of course, if you get a longer one, it's cheaper as well, you know, per uh, per month gets cheaper. We have uh, up to two years available. It's down to like six bucks, uh, 40 cents, something like that per month. If you do a two year one, uh, you can get that at redhousemembers.com. Let me pull up the file here, too. You can also get it at Odyssey uh, and Subscribestar. <clears throat> then we have two different tiers, producer and executive producer. That's for those of you who want to help us a little bit extra. Uh, and that does help tremendously, by the way. Uh, and one of the privileges is that we give you guys a little shout out at the end of the show. So thank you guys. We appreciate all of our executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Shocky Milk, French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeeves, President Ubunga, good to see you in chat, Mongoose, we have William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wonder, also in chat, good to see you, Operation Werewolf, <clears throat> The Ride Never Ends, <clears throat> Excuse me, Francis Parker, Yaki, Dilbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and JP. Thank you guys. That's our executive producers. And then we have Mr. Walker 696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pup, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Single Action Army, and George Porge, if that's how I pronounce it. Thank you guys. If you just uh, 
got one of those, always send us an email, redeyesatprotomail.com. Let us know and we'll get you into the uh, rotation there as well. But yes, we want to try to hire some more people. So that's a great way of uh, helping us out as well, producer or executive producer tier. Uh, all right. Thank you, guys. We'll be back here with more uh, as, as soon as we can, essentially. Uh, but it's always a pleasure uh, being with you guys, spending some time with you. Let me just double check one more time that we're caught up here. Liam T. Jarrett says, Henrik, uh, will you take leadership in the alternative to Abraham's collective spiritual movement, or do we need to need to just be secular and materialistic nihilists? No, definitely not. I, I may have encouraged that many, many times, uh, what at least I see as a, a, a good thing for our people. You know what I mean? Uh, everyone doesn't agree with that, but there's also true. There's also true foundations. There's uh, uh, as we call it in Sweden. There's there's different uh, unions and stuff like that. I haven't like, you know, really singled out all the different ones out there and compare them or stuff like that. That's something we could do for sure, you know, but uh, in the US, I like AFA. Uh, there's other groups in Sweden. They're doing a lot, a lot of go- good work as well. Uh, but no, I, I think um, eventually if there is it's probably something I can see doing a little bit later, you know what I mean, later in life as well, uh, getting a little bit more involved on that front. But there's other people doing it now, which I think is good. I mean, Stephen McNallan, we've done segments with him. He's very good in kind of leading that. Uh, and there's many others as well. But uh, no, what, what I think we can do is uh, maybe give you guys some pointers of where you could potentially uh, turn, something that would work for you uh, if you're interested in that. Uh, but thank you, Liam. Uh, definitely, I'll, I'll consider it for sure. Zafri say, thanks, Henry. Love your show. Uh, Adam Green, great guest. When uh, what is no more news is next live stream? Did Adam say at the end? I think uh, it's usually every every other day or so. I think. Thank you, sorry for uh, your support today, and also Mr. Wright gives a uh, an 07. Thank you, appreciate that. Okay, I think that's it. Have a great Easter, Ostara, whatever you celebrate. Get out in nature, have some fun, spend some time with the family, kids, friends, what have you, and uh, we'll be back here before you know it. Take care. See you later. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.